Once again, it's Tuesday. Thank you for joining a toast to the men with SD Booker. Thank you. You could be anywhere right now, but you decided to join me and I appreciate it. Again, like I said, it's Tuesday. We got Phoenix Rising visits SD. Let's bring her on. Phoenix, how's it going? Good, good. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's your week been or your weekend? How was your weekend and your week so far? It's been awesome. I'm a new grandma, so it's been awesome. Or right. another, another time grandma, not new, but. Right, right. That's that's right. A granddaughter. So congratulations on that. Yeah. It's been yeah. awesome. Yeah, so uh, anybody getting any sleep around her? <laughs> I She's not doing too bad, actually. I think she's doing, you know, okay. So, it's, you know, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, that's that's definitely a blessing and a reason to celebrate. Definitely. Yeah. Now, just a heads up, Phoenix did warn me that they're rowdy today. The grandchildren <laughs> are rowdy, four of them. I know how that can be uh, with, with God kids. I don't have any small kids, but with God kids, I know how that can be. Yeah. And so we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen regardless. So... <laughs> We will not muzzle the little ones. Okay. <laughs> or Tim, I don't know if it's possible, though. So uh, we'll, we'll make do, though. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, as we go on, I want to start digging deeper on the topics and really get to the heart of some, some things. And what Tuesdays are to me is a time to reflect uh, dissect, analyze, and, and heal. Try to heal uh, people who tune in. Uh, try to answer some questions uh, or ask questions because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, and some of this, y'all, we're just gonna figure out as we go. You know, we don't um, we don't have a meeting beforehand. I'll give her some topics. She'll <laughs> give me some topics, suggest some things, and. Uh, we just we just go at it. So yeah, we don't huddle. We don't put our heads. Yeah, you together. just throw things right at me at the last minute, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I want it to be That's organic. Yeah, I want, I want it to yeah be organic, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say you know I don't know or I hadn't thought yeah. about that right. or let's let's think on that. You know, yeah. I mean, we're not in a rush. I think last week we went over two hours, close to two hours and thirty minutes, and a lot, and a lot of that was just us asking questions asking each other questions because mm -hmm. we, we didn't have the answer uh on yeah. a couple of things and that's okay yeah so the first topic i want to get into is the value of being born a boy or a girl and are they valued differently at birth and in adulthood Now, I'll go first. <laughs> you seem kind of nervous over there. No, I'm not nervous. I'm just thinking this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'll go first. Um, I do think they're valued differently. Um, I do think so. Um, we'll go to, we'll take a country, we'll go to an extreme situation, right? We'll take a country like China at one time. I don't know if they still practice this. 
But at one time, they can only have, I believe, uh, two children. Uh, the people can only have two children. And they were pushing for boys. They didn't mm-hmm. want, they were pushing against having girls. Right. Right. And I don't know if they still practice that. Someone in the chat can comment. Uh, like I said, we don't, <laughs> we, we just kind of freestyle it. So someone in the chat can come in if they still practice that, China. Uh, but I believe the reason for that is when you're trying to build a country and uh, limit liabilities, uh, and I'll get into that before someone says, women are a liability, I'll get into that. <laughs> when you're trying to rebuild a country, limit liabilities, and prepare for war also if it has to come to that, you want your strongest at the forefront and you want to limit things that are going out, resources that are going out. Um, and so I think China was doing that because females naturally do require a lot of covering. They, re- they require protection. Um, and if you have a situation, I mean, you got some people, uh, that kind of have five, six kids, all girls. Now, if you're trying to rebuild a country and, and rebuild a military, that really doesn't help that country as far as the military. And a lot of resources are going out to protect the female. You know, a, a female is designed to receive, to receive and also give back, but they receive. That's why women love to receive things. They, that's how they're wired. Men are natural givers. They love to give. Uh, we like to receive too, but we like to plant seeds, give. The woman incubates that. Maternal, uh, you know, uh, uh, protects that, incubates it, and and uh, gives it back to the world. Uh, but in China's case, I think they were doing that, like I said, to rebuild the country on the military front end, and they wanted their strongest out there with little liabilities. And so I think men are valued from that aspect, what they can give, what they can give. Um, and a lot of men, that's frustrating for, but that's just the way it is. Uh, another thing I want to touch on is I've noticed that girls can go from girlhood or childhood and then womanhood. And they're recognized immediately as a woman. Immediately as a woman. As soon as they hit that switch that they're in womanhood, they're recognized and respected as a woman. There's no in-between. There's no gray area. She was a girl. Now she's a woman. With men, there's a process that has to be earned to be respected as a man. Women will even tell a man, you're not a real man (laughs) because of X, Y, Z. There's always the question, what is a real man? That's never the question for the woman. What is a real woman? She's just automatically valued as a woman as soon as she hits that stage. A man could be 60 years old and not respected as a man. Still be considered a boy <laughs> like because he hasn't earned the right to be called a man. We have to go through a process. It, it, it just is. Um, 
even the Bible says, you know, when I was a child, I, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned as a child, but when I became a man, I thought, reasoned, and spake as a man. That means there's a process. There's not a switch that just goes on just because you're 17 or 18 that you're respected as a man. No, it's what, what have you done? Do you have value? Are you in a position to give? But a woman, I think, is just automatically respected as a woman when she can give birth. That's a woman. It's no process. She's valued immediately. Uh, and I think that's the difference. I, I really do. Uh, so we both have value, but we're valued differently. And I don't know if that's the wrong thing. Uh, I just think that's the, that's the way we're designed. Um, and it may be because some people feel... I've heard this, females mature faster. Now, is that biologically, physically mature faster or mentally and psychologically? Because I can argue that, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I don't know. But I think there is a lot of pressure uh, on boys to re be respected as a man. Um, I've seen situations where women, grown women in their 40s or 30s, uh, still live with their parents or their mother. Maybe the father's died. And no one frowns upon that. No one frowns upon it. Uh, I've, I've, I've known a woman uh, that lived with her mother. She was like 40. Mom was like 70. The mom wasn't, you know, needed her help or anything. She's never moved. And uh, she worked. She was responsible in working, you know, uh, provided for herself. But she lived with her mom. Uh, I just met a young girl maybe two or three years ago that told me she just moved out of her mom's house uh, after, you know, turning, I think, 33. But she was responsible as far as taking care of herself and keeping a job. So these aren't lazy women. I don't want anybody to think that. But my point is, regardless of if a man is not lazy or if he has a job, he rides a good car, whatever, if a man is still living or a male is still living with his mom at 33 or 40, he is not respected. And there will be a group of women saying, you're not a real man. It will be questioned. But there's no question marks around the, this, these women living with their mom or their parents at a late age. And uh, I think just I think it's natural for us to okay that. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. It is what it is. I hate that saying, but in this case, it is what it is. And I think that supports my opinion that men have to earn, they have to go through a process and be tried and tested and earn that title of manhood opposed to women. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, you, went, you, you said a lot of things. Uh, a single woman, I think, is better living with a roommate or mother or something just because with two of them, there's more safety or protection than there is with just one. That's kind of the, the, the bottom line of that that I see. Um, we're just made up that way. We're vulnerable alone, a lot more so than a man seems to be. Um, so I think that's maybe where that comes from. But just like there is, you know, there's safety if you have, you know, one or two roommates rather than if you're just trying to hang out by yourself, especially if, if you're living in a city and things like that. 
because at least there's somebody that can, you know, see if you, if somebody's coming to get your back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So it's kind of it's kind of that way. Um, the part about the girl maturing faster. I think physically, yes, they do. Physically, they mature faster on some levels. I mean, I grew up with just three brothers. And physically, I was taller and, you know, everything way sooner than they were. Uh, I don't have any idea about mentally, but a woman has to have her faculties in place by the time she, you know, reaches childbearing age because she has to be able to protect the young. So I think by nature, some of those things, especially, you know, the intuitive and some of those have to be in place by that age. So I would say just, you know, watching raising boys and girls, I would say the girls definitely have that uh, a higher intuitive or, or sense of danger, would you say, or that kind of a thing than the boys do at that age. The boys tend to be a lot more reckless. Let's just say at 18, for example, the girls seem to be a lot more aware of things around them by that time. And the boys are in a really reckless place at that point. You know what I'm saying? A lot of right. times. So that's what I would see on that one. And then as far as advantages to being a girl, hmm. <laughs> I mean, from my side, I was just, I grew up with brothers that got to do everything and I didn't get to do anything. So, you know, <laughs> I, I always was like, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. But it goes again, back it to that safety though. Yeah, it might've been. Uh, yeah, it's true. It might've been the culture too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, the boys always were put way ahead of the girls, whether it was in school or it didn't matter where it was, you know, they were, they were always, you know, Put to the forefront, it didn't matter what, you know, so it's probably somewhat of a cultural thing as well. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just listening to other people and I'm just like, these guys are saying, oh, women have all these privileges. And I'm just like, wow, well, I haven't seen that in my life. So, you know, I, I can't speak on it because I don't know. <laughs> I just haven't seen it. That wasn't the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, as far as, as, far as the, the protection part, yeah, they, you know, they have. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm just just trying to think of some instances. I don't know. What yeah. were you gonna say? I mean, there's there's benefits. I think being a woman and benefits of being a man also. Um, mm -hmm. I think. I think where men get frustrated is, the a lot of women want their benefits that they naturally inherit. But then they want to come over to get some of these benefits the men get too. Mm -hmm. And then the men are like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't have to do what I have to do. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? I had, I had to earn this right to be called a man. Do you understand what I've been through? I, right. I, had, to, I had to physically fight. Yeah, I had to get beat up. <laughs> I had to, yeah, I had to mentally fight, spiritually fight, everything. I was not protected like the woman. You know, I had to deal with bullies. You know, well, uh, girls do too, though. Girls can be so mean. I mean, that's one thing. Thing about it is, <laughs> girls girls can be cruel to to other girls. I mean, like, like if the guy's gonna beat you up, at least that's physical. But 
<laughs> the girls can be, I mean, the most heartless, cruel things to, you know, to their uh, fellow girls. It's, it's terrible. I mean, it's yeah. just like, what? Yeah. I think girls, I think I spoke about this. Girls tend to, uh, and I think it happens in womanhood too, but girls tend to, uh, click up and form and uh, ostracize other girls. Mm-hmm. And then the girl wants to be in the cool group. And so it's an emotional torturing going on. Yeah. And psychological. Exactly. Totally. Uh, yeah. Um, with, with boys that can happen too, but I also have seen where boys can be in the group, but they still get tested. And yeah. They could be being, they, they could be bullied within the group they're in. Mm-hmm. Like the hanger on her. Yeah, well, girls can be too. It's like, you know, if you don't meet certain criteria or whatever, then you're just whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't get physical typically, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 there are some differences. Uh, but what do you feel about uh, my, my take on the female can go from girlhood and automatically into a womanhood and, and she's respected and valued in that way where a boy, uh, there's a rite of passage and there's a process he has to go through and things he has to earn to be able to called and respected as a man. Hmm. Again, I, I didn't really see that. I, that wasn't really in that culture. I don't, I didn't really see much of a difference with the boys and girls. Uh, the boys, basically, when they were that age, were fairly respected. I mean, I didn't really see so much of a process. Um, in that culture, they allowed the girls to get married when they were 18. The boys had to be 20. Mm, so, why is that? I guess they deemed them to be kind of not mature enough at 18 because they were rowdy at that time, and they were. <laughs> but see, that goes to my point. They had to earn... <laughs> the they right mature. Well, they had to mature, but again, then there, then there were some girls. There were girls that didn't mature, and they wouldn't be. They weren't allowed to be married until they were mature. It was all about the maturity. They would actually sit down with the parents, and and they would actually observe the girl and see what they if they thought she was mature, and if she wasn't. I mean, I knew some of them that they didn't let them get married till they were almost thirty because they didn't mature. Wow. So it was kind of on on the the basis of what they deemed deemed as maturity. You know, right, right. Yeah, I look back at, at people like my grandmother, uh, people in that era and before her, where she got married at fourteen. Mm, you know, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is a different era. My my granddad, my mom's uh, father, uh, I believe he was seventeen. Uh huh. But this is a different era, also. Uh, but. Back then also, and I think we should get back to this, and this supports my, my theory that females can go and be respected from girlhood to womanhood without there really being a process, and boys have to uh, endure a process uh, to earn the right to be called a man. The father of that girl would say if that boy or that male had value in being a man or a husband. Yeah. The mom wouldn't know because the mom is looking at something totally different than the father is looking at. Mm-hmm. Right? 
uh, they're looking at two totally different things when they're sizing yeah. up someone. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. Right. And then the mom of the son of the young man is to uh, look at or analyze the girl he wants to marry and see where her head is at and if she's valued as a woman. And she's going to know, son, you're going to have problems out of her. Her son, y'all going to fight like cats and dogs. Don't do it. She's going to know. But I think the father and the mother are looking at two different things. The father's looking at, can he provide? Can he protect? Is uh, he quick intellectually? Witty, quick, or you know, is he slow? I think the mother looks at, is she going to give my son a hard time? Mm-hmm. Is she going to be submissive? Now, they won't say submissive, most likely, but they want to know, is she going to bring my son grief or and peace. trouble yeah. or peace? Yeah. That's what she wants to know. She doesn't care what kind of job this woman has, what she does for a living. She doesn't care about any of that. Is she going to be, be peace in my son's life? Mm-hmm. That's all she cares about. Where the father is looking at something totally different when he's analyzing a boy. Uh, so once again, it goes back to what the boy can give. I think uh, she got kicked out. So I'll keep you going. There she goes. I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, so it goes back to uh, what the boy or the man can provide. And uh, if the woman is in a position to receive, receive, uh, can she receive a seed to bear children? Can she receive his knowledge and wisdom? Can she listen? Mm-hmm. So it goes back to that, receiving and giving. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Is there, would you, would you, would you, would you want to go ahead? Yeah, I, I seen that with the fathers, but the mothers, the son's mother, I never seen, there was never any involvement in that group. It was only um, between the fathers and the pastor. So I don't know. That's interesting. You know, there was never any, um, the woman just didn't have any say in any of that. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure she would discuss with her husband, you know, behind closed doors, different things, but, um, hmm. but yeah, the father definitely, I mean, the father, you know, so, you know, was supposed to be asked, he was supposed to be the one asked, you know, if, if the young man could marry the, the girl, the daughter, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think we got to get back to that, though. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely value in being either one. Yeah. But I have heard women say that she wished, and this wasn't uh, anything where, where she, I don't think that she was struggling with her sexuality, but women said she wished she was a boy. <laughs> yeah. Man, <laughs> because I they used, feel like I they have more that. I used to complain to my mom all the time because I didn't get to do anything. I had to sit at home. I had to sit at home and they got to go fishing and boating and, you know, just everything they could do. And I didn't get to do it. And I was just, I was just mad because I didn't, (laughs) 
I didn't have any girls to hang out with. But yeah. yeah, you know, I I know in seeing other other girls that I would learn to know later in other states, I was glad in some ways that I did grow up without really girls around because <laughs> because the girls would be so mean. I'd learned that they could be so mean, and I'm like, well, I don't. I'd rather not deal with that. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen some mean girls. I mean, they got a movie about it, Mean Girls. So I, I definitely understand what oh, you're really? talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely understand. But yeah, we got we got my boy Lone Star Music in the house, and uh, we got Element One Orlando in the house. Element One podcast, two good brothers. Uh, yeah, Lone Star is from Dallas, uh, Texas. He grew up in my old neighborhood, my childhood neighborhood, Pleasant Grove, and uh, Orlando with Element One podcast has a great podcast and uh he'll be coming out with some new content i believe he said next week i believe so yeah y'all check that out oh uh, yeah check out uh lone source page also this brother's a music producer talented talented brother so i think y'all follow each other phoenix i believe so yeah yeah, yeah. on instagram mm -hmm. yeah good good brothers they're in the power circle too y'all join the power circle link is in the bio um second question and this is something I, I think this topic is taboo uh people don't like to touch it but i think we need to touch these types of topics yeah. to get an understanding now we don't have all the answers but it needs to be uh, analyzed interracial relationships can they be of high frequency can they be leaders or the voice of a particular race what is the upside and downside of the union? So first off, can they be of high frequency? What are your thoughts? Well, do you read Song of Solomon? Have you ever read it? I have, yes. There it yeah. is. That's interracial right there. Tells you clearly. Yeah. And the thing is, is how, I mean, how can you say what soul is going to come into what what type of a physical body? That's crazy. It's like, if you're connected for the right reasons, your soul, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if somebody's <laughs> pink or purple or white or orange or green. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if it's the soul. And I think that maybe, you know, with all the... I mean, just just my observation is all the propaganda that's put out has made us, you know, look for the wrong things. We're looking for so so all we're looking at maybe is just the physical and we don't look at what's underneath. And that that I see that run people into a lot of pain and a lot of problems. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, you know. <laughs> What's your thought? What does it matter? Really? What does it matter? It's the soul. Yeah. Is the uh, soul on the same frequency because that's our true frequency. And right. you know, you know, something interesting um, is it's all energetic. To me, it's energetic. And I love to look at the energetics of things. Um, an another thing that's interesting to look at is, well, we, maybe we can get into that when you get into the astrology part, but there's there's different things to look at rather than astrology. But energetically, we have either the energies are matched and balanced, which I've got some pictures. This is really interesting. I know you've seen these. Yeah. 
No doubt. So this here is a picture of actual balanced energy. That's the yin yang. And the, the wings signify spiritual awakening or spiritual flight. Yeah. Now, if you look at it this way, this is where most of us are, is right here. That's uh, called a broken circuit. See the broken circuit? The yeah. energy does not continue to flow. It's open on both ends. It's broken. And go. that has nothing to do with a race or color or anything. It simply has to do with the energetics of the soul, which, again... It's, it's all the balance. Is it balanced? Is the energy, you know, flowing? I, I just love that, um, you know, to look yeah. at that because, again, it, I don't know. Yeah, and that, that ironically is the symbol that the medical field uses also, you know. Well, it's, it's actually originally was the, uh, the symbol of healing. Yes. And um, so spiritual healing is what it symbolizes with the wings, even though. You know, the medical is deviated way far from that. But originally it was supposed to signify spiritual healing and um, they would practice alchemy. They would use, you know, the alchemy symbols. They would actually use the alchemy practices. Um, a man and woman would come together and use the alchemy practices to um, if they felt the energy being um, uh, unbalanced in some way, they would um, use use different al uh, alchemist practices to balance their energies back again and they called it the secret of the white gold i don't know how many of you have read that story but it is intriguing um for years and years they were searching for the secrets of the white gold and they thought it was something they could create um you know by mixing certain metals and minerals and all this stuff together and boiling them and it shows you can find all these ancient pictures of uh, of these alchemists trying to create this white gold. It was the secret to everything. It was the secret to eternal life. Mm. Um, but what they found was the white gold was actually created in the pineal gland. When yeah. a man and woman came together and balanced the energies perfectly, the white gold was actually in the pineal gland. That's where it was found. Correct. And, and Correct. The, the, there's a video on YouTube that's awesome. It's called Sex, the Secret Gate to Eden. And it talks about all those energies and all those. It, it even shows the pictures of the alchemy and, and how everything was was working at that time. That's a fascinating video to watch. It has a lot of ancient uh, culture secrets and all that stuff in it. All of them said the same thing about the alchemist and about the whole basis of eternal life, what it was. Well, yeah, I... Uh... I looked at a, at a video on that. That's a powerful video. I actually might it put really that in the, in the description. Yeah, that is powerful. It's that white gold. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, because and that's, when, that's the when thing. you watch it, when you actually watch it, you actually take on a whole new aspect of what a relationship is supposed to be versus right. what they preach to us that it's supposed to be. Right. Right. Not not the same at all. Not the same at all. Not not at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're here to create. Yeah, on, on different levels. Yeah. Uh, element one, my guy Orlando says that's powerful. The energy should be a reflection which reveals your balanced nature so that you can achieve evolution in your walking life, in your waking life, in your waking life, especially when it comes to love. Beautifully said. Yeah, I want to touch on that love. And um, now you asked me, does it matter? Should it matter if the couples are interracial? Should it matter? Um, I'll use, for example, uh, the black and white, because there's so much 
history there. So much, uh, you know, contentment and, and uh, un, unhealed wounds and scars that are there from both sides and miseducation. Mm-hmm. So on a macro level, to me, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. On the high level, a spiritual level, it should not matter at all. Uh, because on a high level, we should be dealing with love. We should be dealing with love. And, uh, but what hurts us is we are vibrating on a low level so often. And so that gets, that's a distraction from us vibrating on the high level. And so we focus on superficial things, outer things like skin color, Mm -hmm. um, you know, different things that have happened throughout history. We focus on that. It's an easy go-to is low vibration. So Yes, on a high level, yeah, it shouldn't matter. On a high vibrational level, it should not matter. It's about energy. I agree. But we don't have the luxury of just living on this high level. We are here on Earth, and we have to deal with low vibrational people, low vibrational events and actions. And so we still have to deal with things that are going on in Earth. And... I think from that standpoint, it does matter because I can't go through this life with blinders on because people are affected. You know, I can't just go on how I feel Mm. and how I think because other people are affected too. There's another world going on. Meaning, I asked Yaya one time, I said, do you think it's uh, in this world we live in and particularly living in the United States, I said, do you think it's selfish for someone to bring a biracial child into the world, into this world? And at first she said no, but she had to think about it. I said, well, think about it. You're bringing a a child into this world that has so much tension and healing to do when it comes to black and white relations. And you're going to bring this child into this world and this child is going to be in a ball of confusion. She's not fully here. She's not fully sometimes accepted on the white side and they're not fully accepted on the black side. And a lot of times they're confused. I run into a lot of biracial humans that had to go through a lot of counseling because of how we are as a society and not they're they're not feeling like they belong. They're not knowing who they belong to. They're not fully accepted. They're being judged. They get judged at school by other kids. And so the flip side to that also is let's say a white mother who looks white, apparently is white, has a child, a biracial child who passes for black. Well, the white mother is going through life as a white woman. Her experiences are as as a white woman. The child who looks black, her experiences are as a black woman. They don't have the same experiences. What what are you thinking? You're itching to say something. I think it's ridiculous. (laughs) 
I mean, well, all, are, we're, all we're are... doing, all, all we're doing, is propagating this separation generation to generation. I mean, it's got to stop somewhere. I and understand. Personally, I understand. I understand. Personally, That's why... the most the most powerful people I have ever met on the planet are people of mixed race. For some reason, they're able to they're able to tap into different lines of ancestry and heal it. And the the man, you can go look at them. They're some of the most powerful speakers there are. And it's just unbelievable the wisdom that comes out of them. Um, and I believe it's because they're able to tap into all those different aspects of, you know, the ancestors and, and actually heal, bring it forward to heal. And I think that that's one of the big, you know, the thing why this is happening so much on the planet is because it's kind of a way to, to throw us off of this divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide, divide, divide. Because again, It's like, I don't know, you take a box of crayons and you say, well, if this one's this color, it's not really a crayon. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. And I well, work with, well, you know, Hispanic, there's Hispanic people too that go through the same thing. They get, they get a lot of that. And I, I talk, you know, with people of different races, different, um, that Chinese people have some issues here, like quite a bit of issues here as well. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like we have this really nasty stigma in the in the United States or I don't know where all it is, but it's just it's just not pretty. And you start looking at it and you see how that I don't know when you start looking at some real history and I'll have to send you some of the things of, of this man that's pulling up all these ancient books. When you start looking at the real history, you start kind of getting wind of why this whole division thing is here. And it's not at all what we thought it was. So. Oh yeah, I definitely know that. But what I what I do is yeah. But what I do, I think from an an objective viewpoint. So you can you can say it's silly, but we have to think from different viewpoints because there's somebody dealing with this, and so I can look at their life and say that's silly that you're going through that. That's silly that you think that. No. But yeah, it's I, not I silly can, that you go through it. But we all have our we all have our. I think our soul chooses what it is that we are going to go through. And, and I, I believe that, um, you know, there's a lot that are coming here to, especially to heal ancestral pain and, and trauma. And, you know, some of them are very powerful beings that are, that are able to pull from so many different lines at once. And I admire them. I see them and, and the, the, the teaching, the wisdom they have just blows my mind. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I, I was going to get to that. So I look at things in an objective view, but I'm going to get to that. You're jumping ahead. I'm going to get to that. So, uh, so I was looking at, is that selfish, right? Because I love this person or I want to have a child with this person, but I would bring a child into this world with so much confusion. But on the flip side of that is, and we've talked about this before, we choose to come back here and we choose why we want to come back. And the thing is, I say a lot and people say that Earth is a school for learning and teaching. Uh, you, you and, and I agree with this too. You say a lot remembering and we'll get to that too, but remembering why we chose to come back. So if the biracial child can remember why I chose to come back. 
the biracial person can remember why I chose to come back. I chose to come back to heal, to bring healing. And these people you're talking about, they're biracial, some of the wisest people, the greatest speakers you've, you've come across. I think that's because they have remembered why they chose to come back. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't know mm-hmm. who you are and why you're here, you're going to be in confusion. No matter what Absolutely. race you are or if you're biracial. No but we're just talking about biracial right now. So, see, I was getting back to it. So I'm not going against <laughs> biracial kids. I'm giving an objective view, 360 view. And, and so that's how we got to heal. We got to look at things from different views and then come up with an answer. Uh, so any biracial kids out there, you got to remember, you chose to come back. And you chose to come back for a profound reason, a righteous reason. And I can't answer that for you. I'm not technically biracial, right? But but there's something in all of us, mixed up in all of us, right? But uh, remembering who you, why you came back is healing for yourself and allows you to heal others. You know, uh, but yeah, I don't think it should matter, but we still got to deal with Everybody is not on that frequency. A lot of people on low vibration frequency. And so we got to give them an understanding and, and, and meet them where they're at, but not really leave the throne, but be able to be in different places, but still remain at the throne. But um, yeah, they, they, they have to have an understanding because there's a lot of confusion, a lot. And so... Um, so, so I have a question uh, for you then. So uh-huh. let's just say, for example, um, you know, you do have a child. The child or whoever, whatever soul comes to you, I believe is, is going, they've chosen you. They've already chosen you. And they've already chosen the situation. So, for example, could would you even have a child that wasn't strong enough for it if, they, if, if that's I mean, when I had my death experience, I've seen a lot of those things. And that's one of them is that we're not a victim of anything. We choose ahead of time. And we we actually, you know, do everything we can with the assistance of higher beings to get to get, get the people together that we want to have as our parents for some specific reason. So when you actually stop and think about all this, it really can take on a whole different, you know, aspect of, of, you know, the light of things. And and you can see it in a whole different light because, okay, we're not victims. And we keep wanting to think, you know, even, even the victim mindset is really powerful. That's really our biggest thing today is our victim mindset. It keeps us from, for one, remembering who we are, and for another, you know, completing what we're here to do. Right. And that's the thing. You, you say, would I even have a weak child, decide to have a, a weak child? Each of us has to remember. Even my child has to remember why they chose to be my child, why they chose, yeah. you know, we're all choosing yeah. to be here, right? So I can say I want to have a strong child, but they have everybody has free will and everybody's choosing why they're coming back. But like you say, Mm -hmm. we forget, we forget. So it's not necessarily uh, that 
necessarily the, the fact that they're weak. They have forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because you have a lot of people, uh, say for instance, people who kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all they they've just forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Why they came they back? Just had, they just had a week a weak moment of <laughs> amnesia. <Yeah>. <laughs> It's right. amnesia. That's, 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 that's all it is. They've forgotten why they came back, and uh, we're distracted by so much. A lot of it is we're distracted by uh, what we consider pain. You know, uh, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a lot of people and, that you know, go through if pain. We, if we didn't have if we didn't have struggle, though, there'd be there's how could we remember if we came here and everything was just all rosy and nothing there was nothing what what would actually push us to remember if we had no adversity at all right right yeah i was listening to this story uh, this this brother was telling the story that uh his mom was very abusive she had nine kids Mm -hmm. uh his father died when he was two and after his father died uh she changed she just couldn't handle it her mind was just out of whack. She couldn't handle it. And she was very abusive to the kids. Eventually, his two older brothers, he was the third child. His two older brothers ran away when they were 14 and 12. They couldn't handle it. Uh, but he also told a story that one day when he was young, around eight or nine, she had all the kids in the car. Uh, and she was saying, all the kids were asleep except he. And he heard his mom praying and telling God, if there's a reason, is there a, if there's a purpose for me being here, let me know now. And he said right after that, she started speeding in the car really fast. The car was going really fast. And she said, he said, all of a sudden, she's just stopped really fast, really fast. And he said he looked up, and if she had gone one more <laughs> foot or two feet, they would have gone over the embankment with all the kids. Yeah. She was going to kill all of them, herself and the nine mm-hmm. kids. Later in life, they talked about this, and she told him that she was going to kill them. She didn't want to live. It was too hard. And she said she was looking for an answer. She said right before they went over, the reason she stopped was she heard a voice say, she said she could hear it clearly, say, stop, yell, stop. And she stopped. Wow. So think about this. The mom, the dad who died when the third child was two, and all the kids, all the nine kids, they all chose to come back, right? (laughs) But the thing is, I can choose to come back and fight the good fight and race the good race, right? But if I'm connected to you, like, how does that work? You're my mom. So are you taking my right? Are you taking, are, are you affecting my life? Or did I choose to die like that too? Or, or 
We're, we're all intertwined. We're all interconnected. No, I, I mean, what, what I've seen, we all choose, we all choose everything ahead of time. What, how things are going to pan out. It's just that we're hoping that we'll not take so long to remember. But if we do take so long to remember, we have plans of things to help us. I mean, we're, you know, again, we're not victims. No, we choose our parents. We choose all of it. I, I believe we choose every bit of it. And when you way, put that back in your hands, a lot of people, yeah, you do choose to die. You do choose. I don't believe there's ever a soul on the planet that dies that doesn't choose to die, even if it appears that way. Right. I can get, I can, I can dig that. Uh, because, because there's no way. There's no way because your soul comes here with a purpose. There's no way that you would leave before internally you said, I'm done for whatever right. reason. Even, right. if it's a, right. even if it's a reason that um, you want to go back and reset and try again. Because we do that. We go reset and try again. Right, right. Even if even if it's a two-month-old, a one-day-old Exactly. Child. Yeah. Yeah, and even uh, even the souls, even the souls that come into the womb and never are born, and they they die in the womb. There's a specific purpose, and it's usually to raise that mother's vibration to a certain level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard for people to recognize, and so that's why I like to look at things differently because everybody is not vibrating on a high vibration to have that understanding. You know, it's different levels to this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I have to, we try to have to, we got to speak to everybody at their level, like I said, but still not leave the throne. But uh, some of this stuff we're talking about. But yet I found that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff we're talking about is crazy to a lot of people. It's out of this world. But it makes so much sense to us. But yet I have found too, even people that are on a low vibration, when you say certain things like this, it'll resonate with their soul, even though they're, they're, um, they may, it might have a physical reaction. It still resonates with their soul somewhere in their soul. It resonates and you literally can see it in their eyes. They know, but a lot of people really want something or someone to blame. They don't want to take that responsibility. That's, Usually where the resistance comes is that we don't want to be responsible. We don't want right. to accept the fact that our soul chose, you know, the things we're going through and that, you know, we can change those things almost overnight with our choices as well. And with our thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. We don't want you know? accountability. We want to, we want to blame things outside of us. Yeah. Yeah. The God outside of us. The we devil. want to be a poor victim. <laughs> I, I'm not yeah. sure why. Why do humans like to be victims so much? I don't. I, I've tried to figure that. Well, um, it takes a certain kind of human being to dig deep and fight. A lot of people, man, just don't want to fight. They don't want the accountability. Right, right. What is it about us though that likes what is it about us that would like to be pitied? I mean, that's kind of pathetic. What why do we like to be pitied? And when you when you when you think about it though, <laughs> I mean, um when you think about it, it's a it's a good feeling <laughs> to be pitied. It's like it's a good feeling. Is it though? 
Yeah, it's a good feeling, <laughs> and you have to you have to be careful to not be rocked to sleep with that. You know what I'm saying? It takes yeah. a strong man, a strong person, to not be rocked to sleep with that pity, and, and say, "Hey, no, don't don't pity me. I'm I mean, not a victim." I've noticed, you have to what I've noticed, yeah, what I what I've noticed so much with my children is that, for example, when they're learning to walk, so you know. They'll, these these little children sometimes will take a tumble. I mean, they'll just fall headlong and crack their head. And But if you don't look at them, if you look the other way and just, just act like you didn't see it, they'll get up and look around to see if anyone's going to pity them. And if nobody's there, they don't make a sound. They just get up and take off. But if you go, oh, poor baby. And this just happened with my granddaughter the other day. Like, oh, poor baby. The mom just jumped because she thought she got hurt really bad. Well, the little girl didn't, she, she had got up ready and she was like looking around like she wasn't going to cry. And then as soon as mama said that, she started wailing at the top of her lungs. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> she got the attention she wanted. So this works. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But we're, we're still, we're still on interracial, right? Interracial couples. Uh, we both agree on a high level. A macro level, like it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. But like I stated, on a low vibrational uh, level on this earth, we have to be cognizant that it does matter to a lot of people. And people are getting hurt. People are killing themselves. People are going through a lot of, uh, got to go through counseling because they don't know how to deal with a lot of things. And uh, when it comes to being an interracial person. Uh, but we also both agree that they have simply forgotten that they chose to come back here that way. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we, we're all coming back to teach, to learn and teach. And they just simply forgot. They forgot why they came back. And so that's why they're going through so much pain. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's why. Yeah. So if you go through any pain, any situation, any discomfort. It's a totally different feeling when you say, when you consciously say, I chose to do this and I it knew is. the consequences. And uh, opposed to you feel like circumstances created this for you and it's not fair. Exactly. Right. And you're a victim. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I, I noticed for myself that when I realize that when anything I'm going through, if I sit here and say, uh, oh, I created that. Do I like it or do I not? OK, if I don't, then I'm going to create something else because literally we are creating everything. I believe we're creating everything that's happening. Right. Right. But again, again, that puts a lot on us that we don't like. You know what I'm saying? It's just so easy to blame somebody or something. I was just asking my daughter yesterday. I said, how come people love to blame something else? <laughs> Why? They, they forgot. They forgot. That's all it is. Yeah. They for, they yeah. have forgotten. Yeah, It's true. That's true. Yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. really all it is. They've forgotten. Hey, we got the my, my brother soul immortal in the house. Yeah, man. We uh, what time is it? We're we're in, brother. It's uh, seven twenty-five. So we're about an hour in. But you you get you get the beginning on replay, brother. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, I've dated women outside of my race before, uh, white, uh, Hispanic, uh, 
South African. Uh, and to be honest, there was never uh, sometimes a real connection. But as I think back, was that because I was vibrating on a low level and not looking at if our energies matched on a high level? And was it because mm -hmm. of what was instilled in my mindset as a child, what I heard my mom say, my community say, mm -hmm. me being afraid of being judged yep. by black women? Because the brothers ain't right. going to judge me. <laughs> The brothers, no, the black men ain't gonna judge me, right? But it's the black women. So is that all in my subconscious or my conscious mind too? So I'm avoiding really connecting with that woman on that level because I'm vibrating on a low level and I'm not thinking about energy and high vibration. I yeah. I, I think you're right because again, who, who I mean, who can judge you? Who can judge you but yourself? You're your own judge. And the thing is, is this, I mean, what you mentioned that, but there's, man, there's sure a lot of white men that are marrying women of color, a lot, and they love it. Right. <laughs> so right. I'm just like, okay, so, okay. So that's kind of not fair because if they're allowed to do it, but you're not, okay, so what's that all about? I don't know. I think, yeah. I think we just, I think our programming has just messed us all up and we're not even seeing the whole picture exactly what it, it's the spirit it's nothing more and if it's so wrong then what song is solomon doing in the bible then you better take that out yeah and, and i agree with, with <laughs> the bible remove it immediately. <laughs> yeah and, and uh even moses uh married outside of his race and, exactly uh, yeah that's true yeah, and, the, and he got yeah, ridiculed people, for it didn't he, yeah, he got ridiculed, he got ridiculed. For it. And, and God mm -hmm. said, hey, you leave your tongue off of that, that man. <laughs> Basically, don't, right. don't, don't talk down. Yeah, leave, leave, out, leave your tongue off of him. So, um, But doesn't it go on to say that it was because of jealousy? They were jealous of his leadership. Doesn't it go on to say that? So they right, had to pick right. on something. I thought it said that down, like further down, that it was because they were jealous of his leadership. Yeah, yeah they didn't feel like he was capable and uh, why he why was he chosen? Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. On a high level, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But on a level level, it it is an issue, and we have to be cognizant of that. We can't just say, "Oh well, it, it doesn't matter," because people are suffering, you know. And, and so we gotta we gotta walk them through that process and help them remember. I think that's what it is. We got to help mm -hmm. them remember. Yeah, I think I think I was just going to ask you: Is the suffering because they don't remember? It's got yeah, to be. That's, that's that's all our suffering. Anytime we suffer, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying you're not going to go through things, but it's all about perspective. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I think it was Paul in the Bible that says um, he 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 gladly carries the cross. Or I might be butchering this. But uh, he does it with joy. You know, mm -hmm. you know, he chooses the way to go, the way I'm going to go. I choose my death. I choose the way to live. I choose my death. And so um, if we go into it with that perspective that I chose to come back and everything I'm experiencing, I chose. I don't remember, but I chose this. 
we can deal with right. it. Yeah, we can deal with it. It makes yeah, we, we, things a whole lot differently. I know that. Yeah, we won't play the victim. Now, moving to the next question concerning interracial, because we got to do this. We got to, because it's going to help people heal. Can an interracial couple be leaders or the voice for a particular race? Now, this is low vibration, I know. The things we do, kill each other, judge each other. You're black, I'm white, Hispanic, Chinese, all that. Low vibrational, right? I know that. But we got to deal with it. We got to heal. Um, I take, for instance, Barack Obama. A lot of people were offended when Barack stated publicly, he's not a president for the black people. He's a president for all. And a lot of black people felt like, well, hey, mm -hmm. man, your predecessors were looking out for the white interests. They were looking out for white people. So now we got a black president. Why are you making it known you're not a black president? A lot of people took issue with that. Um, I look at other interracial couples. I follow a lot of brothers on uh, YouTube that are, are married to white women. And they get ridiculed a lot. And they could, uh, anytime they ever try to stand and be a voice for their race, they're always judged and ridiculed because they're with a white woman. And so they're never respected or fully taken seriously when it comes to being a voice for black people because they have a white wife. Is that even possible? You know, um, and, and I'll tell you this, uh, a lot of people will say, well, the white men, white men uh, can have the luxury of dating outside their race because uh, white men can have the luxury of not having to be the voice of white people. You know, uh, but anytime you in a, in a leadership role as a black man or, or a black woman, people are looking at you to represent the race. And I don't think white men are looked at to represent the race. And people will feel like, well, they don't have to be looked at to represent the race because they're the majority. They rule. But where did that come from? Where, where did that programming come from? Man, I'm trying to find a video. There's a video. I want to put this guy's name out for you all to look at. Because if you really start looking at what's what as far as the history goes, mm -hmm. the programming was brought by a specific group of people. Black Europeans. They were not the, the native ones here. Now... Right. I know that's probably going to be offensive to people, but I mean, this guy has the actual books from the archives. I have been like <laughs> listening to him like an addict because it's, I, I love history and this is just fascinating. This is just fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to try to find his name and put and, and give it to you so you can post because if okay. you start looking at, at what this guy has, the old books, it kind of changes. It, it makes you realize where all the programming came and it really changes your perspective of, all that because a leader is a leader. It doesn't matter if they're if they're black or white or Mexican or Chinese. Chinese. It doesn't matter. A leader is a leader if they're a, spirit, a good spiritual leader. That doesn't matter. I understand. I understand so, that perspective. So somebody. So somebody has 
somebody has the programming where as you said barack said i'm not just for one one person and that's where the the uh tribe of many colors comes in have you ever been to the website the tribe of many colors i have yes yeah um and that's what we are we are one tribe and it's like we have got to stop this this is just i mean this is just continuing to destroy us and destroy us but if you get behind and you see where it came from that's when you sit back and go oh my goodness this is where it came from and then you sit back and, and it just it takes a while and you just sit there and go, this is insane. This is this is beyond insane what really happened and what what's actually going on. And, you know, and, and again, it goes back to uh, Cain and Abel. There were yeah. two distinct lines then and then it's carried down all the way. And it's not what we think it is. It's whole, a whole lot different. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find this guy. His name is Caremio, but I'm trying to find the right spelling so I can give it to you. I have it here saved because I'm subscribed, but um, I'll, I'll look yep, it yep. up and send send you his name. And then people that are interested can look into some of those ancient books. Yeah, I think most people will agree uh, that it's been a programming, that we've been brainwashed, we've been bamboozled. So how do we break the programming? Well, I think we have to step outside of the comfort zone. I mean, to break the programming, some pe- you're going to have to realize some people are going to be offended. And I mean, you can't you can't get through life without stepping on some toes. You have to live what your truth is. And I'm seeing this the most with um, all the people I work with with the the work that I do, especially young people in their 20s. I had a conversation with a young couple today. They were only both 23, I think, and they had three children already. They'd been married from 19 <laughs> wow. and uh, these, these, this was a powerful couple. I was absolutely amazed 23 years old in the, the wisdom and the, the insight that they had on things and how that they knew that this was not what they were told was not it. And so, you know, they got a hold of me and, and we had a long conversation and it was unbelievable. And it's not just them. I've been seeing, People in their 20s, especially early 20s, mid 20s, they're coming out of the woodwork and they're saying, this is enough. They literally will say, this is enough. We're not doing this anymore. I don't care what all you want to talk about. And if you're going to be offended, we're not doing it anymore. That's that's what I'm seeing. Right, right, right. I want to get into that. You know, it's, it's funny you say offended. Um, I, I might bring that up back. I, I'll bring that up later at the end. Uh, and, and there's a reason why, but uh, yeah. So I think what we're doing right now and having this discussion is breaking the programming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. It, it, it really is. Uh, it's breaking the programming, and uh, this just came to me when I said when I said maybe when I dated those women, I was on a low vibration. And that's why it prevented me to from really connecting maybe, and maybe we, we weren't meant to connect anyway, but I was de- definitely vibrating on a low vibration because I was worried about what other people would say, what my mom would say, what, right, what people in right, the community right, would say. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I just thought of that today, right now, as we're speaking, I was like, man, maybe, you know, I was just vibrating on a low vibration and didn't even give it a chance. Really it had no chance. Um, mm-hmm. But 
us having this top this discussion, I think that's a part of breaking the program. We got to have these tough uh, talks that uh, people may be uncomfortable with, but we got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just found this, so I'm going to post it to you. Um, this okay. is the YouTube channel. I was talking about the history. History is incredible. So there you go. All right. Karimio Aha Ahu. I don't know how you say it. All right. Let me post that. Don't don't listen to it if you don't want to have all the things you've been taught challenged. <laughs> if you're in a comfort zone, if you like your comfort zone, don't listen. Don't. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So um, upside and downside of being in an interracial relationship on this earth, the upside and the downside. I think you gave the upside that uh, if you remember who you are and why you came back, you can share so much wisdom that everybody can receive. But yeah, pulling, downside, pulling all those different ancestral ones. Mm -hmm. Right, man, that's that's a lot. People don't think about that. Those ancestral lines that are in you. But uh, if you don't remember why you're here, why you chose to come back, you're going to be in, in, in a confused state of mind. And you're mm -hmm. going gonna to suffer. Yeah, you're going to suffer because you're confused and you don't remember. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the upside or downside. If you remember, you know, you came back to teach. And you can pull from those ancestors. You can you can pull from it and uh, and give back. But if you don't remember, and you, you're gonna be in a state of confusion, that's the suffering, being confused. Yeah, it's nothing more suffering than being confused. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you can literally people that are here that you can literally reach back, and you can pull. You can do the healing on your ancestral lines. You can pull all the way back. You're, it's like, you know, you're at the end, you're at the tip, and you actually have the whole string of the ancestral line behind you. You literally can reach back through your own body because it's part of all of them, and you can do the healing through the, you can heal the whole line. That's what right. a lot of the people are on the planet to do right now as healers, but I just hope they remember. A lot of them are, but some of them aren't. And so they're wondering why all this pain and trauma and stuff is coming, but they're bringing it forward. It's coming forward in their body, whether they remember or not, hoping that they're going to you know, do what they need to do, what they came to do. Right. And that's still those lines. Right, right. Yeah. Do you have a bad connection or do you need to move closer? I know when you're closer, the connection is pretty good, but it's freezing in between. I don't know. Um, I can check. I don't know. My um I think it's just my my computer getting hot. That's what's happening. Okay. Okay. So we got I'm sorry about that. That's okay. We got T King. It's hard for me to understand why would I create pain and hardship in my own life when I try so hard to live a good life that just don't make sense to me. Well, what, what it is, and I'll give my take on this, and, and then you can follow behind me, Phoenix. Um, what it is, brother, you want you want to be a piece of gold without going through the process of refinery. You don't want to be tested and tried. You think I could just be a piece of gold 
without going through the process of becoming gold. Um, now, you are always gold, but you have to remember <laughs> the process and, and then meet it. You know, your, your, your present tense and your future has to meet at, at one point. And so that's the part of that's part of the process. That's actually that's that's fun. And it's all about perspective. If you see it as suffering, it's going to be suffering. If you see it as a loss, mm. it's going to be a loss. If you see it as a lesson, it's going to be a lesson. So soul talks about this a lot. Uh, and, and, and so if you want to come on, tap in, I, I'll bring you in. But soul said when he was laid off, uh, at one of, one, one of the jobs, I think in the oil field, when he was laid off, he was joyful. And he didn't even have anything lined up. And people, he's going around giving people high fives. And he really doesn't know his next move. And people are in the office is looking at him crazy. Like, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with this guy? And he doesn't know his next move. But it was in him to, to say, Man, I embrace this. I embrace this discomfort. I embrace it because I know it's part of the process to get to get me to that piece of gold. <laughs> to be that block of gold. Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of the process. So I embrace it. I run to it. Not only do I embrace it, man, I run to it because I can't wait to get through this process to get to this piece of gold. So it's all about perspective with me. Uh, it's not suffering if you remember the process and remember you chose to come back here and remember the end game. Remember your purpose. And you'll say, man, this is part of the process. You know, it's a, it's like a race or, or a boxing match. And the Bible refers to races and boxing a lot because <laughs> that's what it is. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. But it's all about that prize at the end. That's what it's all about. And I think Paul says in Corinthians, many enter the race. Many enter the race looking for the prize, but only one gets the prize. You know, uh, he also says, I'm not a boxer that's boxing with the wind, that boxing at the air. He says, no, I'm intentionally hitting the body. Now, he's not talking about a physical body. He's talking about his body. He's challenging himself, his, his uh, disappointments, his insecurities, his weaknesses. He's challenging the body, building it up intentionally. So he says, when I go out to preach, people can't look at me and say, man, look at you. you you're preaching to me, but you got this weakness on you. So he's challenging himself. He's gladly going through it, man, going through that, 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 uh, that pain of challenging himself. Because he knows at the end, like he said, man, I, I raced the good race. I fought the good fight. That's what you want to see at the end. But everything's not going to be peaches, you know, and cream and, and roses. You're going to have some discomfort. But depending on your perspective, it could be suffering or you can go through it joyfully. What's your take on that, Phoenix? I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say, I mean, those that grew up, grew up in the church know that, I mean, in James, I think it's James one, two, it's like, it says beloved or my brethren counted all joy 
when you go through diverse temptations or something like that, knowing that the end worketh right. something patience or I don't know what it is, but I know what you're talking you know, about. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is joyful. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I would just, say to the, I would just say to the brother, you know, try to remove the resistance out of you. It, you know, I've gone through some, some things that I could I could say, you know, would be like what people would call hell. But what I learned to do, and this just might, I don't know, it might help you or, or not. I don't know. But I try to remove every bit of resistance in me. Because it's the resistance mm. in you that causes the pain. So, right. for example, you would literally picture like a wave of an ocean smashing through you. But if there's something to hit, it's going to hit. Otherwise, it's just going to flow on through. So if you can, if you can somehow go within and try to release or remove the resistance, it's going to, you'll get through it a whole lot easier and smoother and quicker. And it's the same way with, it's the same with a little different. You're a soul in yourself. You're birthing your soul. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, it's, it's very similar. It's very similar, you know, as, as a woman going through childbirth, it's the same kind of a process. You have to remove all resistance and you just let, you just let everything flow. And then you don't have the pain that, that you do if you're fighting or having a resistance. It's, it's that way in every aspect um, of our spiritual, you know, awakening is what I found. So I hope that, yeah. you know, can help, but that's. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I agree. He says, yeah, I hate it, man. I'm, I'm trying to get through it. Seems like the harder I try to make sure everything's straight, I go, it go left. I'm trying to get it, brother. See, that's the thing, man. That's the resistance she's talking about. Some things you have to let flow. Embrace it. Open up. Let it flow through you. And don't take life so seriously. It's like a balance. Take it serious, but not too seriously. Have some balance. And you have to laugh at some of the stuff, man. Like, sometimes you got to sit back and laugh at it. And, uh, yeah, he says, I do have a lot of hurt in me from all the, the pain. Like Steve is saying, laughter is the best medicine. Sometimes you have to literally sit down. And I've done this. <laughs> Again, people probably think you were a lunatic, but... You have to sit down and you literally have to laugh at yourself and you have to laugh at some things that, you know, it releases it. It'll heal. It'll release that hurt. That's the fastest way to release that hurt and that pain. And again, the pain is because there was a, a mindset or a, pro a programming in the first place. You know, um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of hard to explain it, but literally go, go. I mean, <laughs> figure out what's going to make you laugh. And there was a time where it took me a long time to figure that out, but figure out something that literally is going to make you laugh. Yeah. If you have yeah. to go watch some, some kind of funny show or something that's so ridiculous, you can't help laugh and then do that, whatever. Just get yourself past that, that, you know, to unlock that with, again, I think laughing is the best thing. And when you go through a lot of stuff, that's the last thing you feel like doing, but, it's, it will heal. It will release it. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, Brother brother King, you got to, um, and we talked about this earlier, you got to remember that you chose to come back here. And so all the pain you're saying you've been through, 
you chose to come back here. And so embrace it, go through it joyfully and say, man, I have the opportunity to go through this. Therefore, I have the opportunity to to conquer it and then be a teacher. See, this is the thing, man. People, um, it's funny. I've mentioned this to Phoenix before. Uh, and ironically, Yaya and I was looking up this yesterday. And we're going to get to Zodiac pretty soon here today, tonight. But uh, she was looking at her 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 uh, sign, her, uh, what do you call her life her life sign, her lifespan sign, I think it's called. Um and we were just looking at different things about numbers, according to Zodiac and and uh, our birth dates. And my my numbers are thirty three over six. That's the master teacher, right? And so, but you have to understand, you know, that might seem glorious that title, <laughs> being a master teacher. But how do you even get to be a master teacher? You have to go through some things. You know, so I've gone through a lot of things in in this life and past lives to get me to this point, right? So that's the only way you get to be the teacher. You have to be the student first. You can't teach me algebra if you don't know algebra. You can't you can't teach me how to go through a divorce if you've never been divorced. You can't teach me how to deal with the pain of losing a child if you've never lost a child. You can only speak in theory. All right. So, so yes, yes, Lone Star Life Path number. Right. So um, embrace it, brother, because you're being prepared for something. You have a bigger mission. It's all part of your mission. And at the end of the day, man, we should all be end up being teachers. So you're going through this as a student, and so you can be a teacher and do time and give back. There's somebody that's going to need you. There's a group of people that are going to need you, and you have to be available. But if you play the victim, woe is me, and you don't take this opportunity to say, man, I go through this joyfully because I know the end game, and I'm going to be able to give it back to my brothers and sisters. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Phoenix? I agree with you. I mean, we I know our numbers are the signs, number six as well. But um, I was born remembering a lot of lifetimes and even meeting people that I remember from lifetimes. So is, you have to go through a lot. But when you come in with that, um, and and uh, Brother King, you may want to look up your life path number. It might it might give you some enlightenment. Um, yeah. Just look, to see look at because. Yeah, because if you come in, if you come in with some of these these numbers, you literally have to bring forward all the unresolved things, all the unresolved issues from your other lifetimes, and resolve them in one lifetime, and that can be it can seem overwhelming. You know. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Um, there's another one that's real interesting. It's actually a, a combination. It's not just astrology and life path number, but it's a, co a combination of all of it. And it's called uh, My Human Design, myhumandesign.com. This is absolutely My fascinating because it, yeah, look it up, myhumandesign.com. You can put it in the um, chat. Okay. But this one, this one, it, I mean, it rolls everything together. 
and it shows you what the development's worth before you were even born in, in the womb. I just added it. And they, they actually, you can get the, the design chart, but you can also, um, you can, they also email you a free ebook that, that shows you how to read your chart. It's pretty interesting because yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, for that. example, it shows you, it shows you your body centers that are totally wide open and, and nothing. So like, I'll just give you an example, like mine, the heart chakra is totally open. There's no ties to anything. So what can happen when you have that is that others, other people can project their stuff onto you and you think it's you, but it's not even you. You're actually feeling and reading other people. So it's really helpful if you actually can understand what you are and what it is so that you, you know, can. Okay, generator. Yeah, I'm an alchemist. I'm an alchemist generator. <laughs> Lone Star. Generator. Wow. Yeah. There's a yeah, manifesting you, generator. There's an alchemist. I'm the alchemist. Yeah. When you, um, it's funny you say generator, uh, you know, uh, Brother Longstar is in the the the, uh, the power circle, and when he speaks, he speaks with intention, like it's it's powerful, like you you feel him, <laughs> you know. I know he's a producer, but he got to be a rapper too, or something, because when he speaks, it's a, it's intentional, and no matter what he's talking about, like you're gonna feel him, you're gonna feel what he's talking about. Like everybody doesn't have that, you know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny you say he's a generator. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So yeah, it's, a really, it's a really cool thing to look at because again, it shows you what areas of your, like your will center. If you find somebody whose will center is wide open, um, and you, you start understanding what it, it shows you kind of, you know, what your purpose is or where, where you are that, that ebook that they'll email you, um, it go you can go into the centers and it, it, it just kind of breaks them down and you know shows you your numbers and what it is that you know your strong points are that you have brought to the planet. It's really cool. Yeah, I got I definitely gotta check that out. Um next topic I wanna get into. Now, you know, we go through this life, uh men and women feeling like we're suffering. Because we're attached to someone. Are we in a relationship with someone? And, uh, you know, uh, should, should I be with this guy or should I be with this girl? You know, and we try to make sense of it. So I want to talk about uh, twin flames. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, soulmate. Soulmate. And yeah, karmic. soulmates and karmic. Now, my brother just said, uh, Longstar just said karmic. Uh, his number is uh, karmic debt, 16 over 7 karmic debt. But I want to talk about karmic. And I know karma or karmic has uh, a history of uh, getting a bad connotation of being negative. But there's good karma and there's, there's negative karma, positive and negative karma. Uh, but a lot of times when people speak of that, they speak in a negative context, right? So, uh, but I think the karma, whether you see it as negative or positive, is here to teach you, you know? So that's what, that's what I feel about that. Now, the twin flames, 
Twin Flames. I'm going to give uh, a definition of that or an example. Twin Flame. A Twin Flame relationship is categorized by manifesting the strongest spiritual connection between two individuals. Two Twin Flames share the same energy source. They have the mission to meet during this lifetime to evolve spiritually. When two Twin Flames meet, they feel an intense emotional connection, an immediate physical attraction, and the sensation of knowing each other from before. This connection expresses the same way of feeling, thinking, and loving. The communication between them flows naturally, and they can even guess what the other has in mind. They can communicate telepathically and have the same dreams. Two twin flames share the same psychological problems, insecurities, and emotional imbalances. They may be separate several times during the relationship, but they always end up together. This happens because while they are separated, they suffer too much. Therefore, they always decide to reconcile. The main problem is that one twin flame is usually more spiritually evolved than the other, but eventually they settle their differences. When they achieve the greatest spiritual connection, they achieve the evolution to which they were destined. Wow, so a, split, a, a twin flame is, is uh, they've been separated and they have to be reconnected. I, I'm, uh, I'm summarizing. It's hard for them to live without each other, almost impossible. Although they may separate at times because they're not vibing. One may be more evolved than the other spiritually, but they end up selling their differences and end up together. Man, that's a beautiful love story. <laughs> but uh, what are your thoughts on twin flames? That's that's pretty powerful. That may be the most powerful connection. Yeah, I think so. I actually um, am friends with, well, she was on one sh one of the shows. That, well, I don't, I'm not sure. She may be on tonight even. But she, um, Patricia from Chicago, she actually has worked, delved extensively into this and has a lot of knowledge that she shared with me. But isn't this, isn't it back to this? Isn't this what this, this kind of connection we're talking about? The right. highest spiritual right. connection? Isn't that what we're talking about? It is, um, it is. Let me, let me pause um, you for a second, Phoenix. Phoenix, let me pause you for a second. Uh, let me, let me read this. Uh, T. King, that's, this is related to what we just covered. Uh, he says, I don't play the victim. I'm just trying to understand why I keep going through the things I do, but I appreciate all the feedback. I would say this, brother, uh, get your numbers, uh, get your life path numbers. Uh, I'll put the link in here if I can find it. I was looking through my history a minute ago because I was there last night. Yaya and I was talking about this, ironically. And so I was looking through my history on my phone to see what, what the link was, what that website was. But I'll find it before this ends. Get your life path number. Uh, see see where you who you are, where you're at. And uh, when I say play the victim, I don't say that you're consciously saying I'm the victim. But when you say, why do I go through this? You know, you're not playing the victor. You know, so you're not embracing it. You have to embrace it and say, I chose to come back here. But the key is, okay, why did I choose to come back here and go through these things? Why, why did I? You have to answer that. 
and it's to heal others. Uh, it's to heal others. Astrology Cafe. That might be where I went. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah that might be where I went. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that, that may be, yeah, that may be where I went. Uh, thank mm -hmm. you, brother. But find your numbers, brother. And, I, and like I said, I'm not saying you consciously say or vocalize, I am the victim. But it's a mindset. It's a perspective. The, instead of saying, why am I going through this? And you have to, it's another perspective to say, wow, I'm going through this because I was entrusted. I was entrusted with this. They trust me to get through it. <laughs> My ancestors trust me to get through it. They trust me to be victorious. And that's why I'm going through this. And I embrace it joyfully. And I'm going to give back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Phoenix. But yeah, I, I had to address it before we went too far. And so. Yeah. Yeah, so we're talking about twin flames. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sorry, if you can remember where you were, I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Um. Not sure you sent me that little um that little article or whatever before I had read that so and it's talking about using it. I mean I had some I know that my friend Patricia talks about some, some the vibrational match maybe is not on the planet. Okay. What do you think about that? I mean I believe that I, because because everything has yin and yang, I believe that. But you know whether it's going to be on the planet or not is another another question. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you have a lot of windows up, Phoenix? Because that could affect your connection with Streamyard. No. you don't. Okay. No, I had only no only this one. But like I said, my my um, fan my computer seems to be getting a little bit hot. Okay, so. Um... I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just in the middle of a thousand acre crop circle. That's the problem. Right. So with the twin flame, do you think we'll find it? Well, well, well do you think whatever era or lifetime we come into uh, into existence, into a bodily form, right? Because the spirit never dies. Uh, but anytime we're in the physical form living this life, do you, living a life, do you feel like we will connect with the twin flame or we may miss out, never connect, and it's a different lifetime? Or we, or, what do you think, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it just totally depends. I think it totally depends on the generation. I don't think that's going to happen until people reach a certain vibration. And they may even uh, reach a certain vibration and, and even even connect for a short time and then it, you know, go like, like a magnet, but then pull back apart again because of, of the vibration isn't high enough. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a hot, pretty high vibration to maintain something like that. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, I'm sure it does. And so this is why I think some people can tell the story of, man, I was really feeling that person. We really connected. We really vibe, but somewhere there was a disconnection because that person, one of the people in the relationship was not ready on the vibration, on the spiritual level. And then they, they just keep running into each other at the grocery store five years later, 
15 years later, they run into it and they try again. And, and, and it's not working again. And then they run into each other the next year. Some way, they keep running into one another. But they can never seem to make it work. But when it's on, when they're on, they're on. But there's still always something, there's a disconnect. Um, so they may never get it right in one lifetime. It may take a few lifetimes where they keep reconnecting. And uh, because I've had a feeling sometimes like, damn, I've known this woman before. Like, I've, I don't know where, and <laughs> I don't think we met in this lifetime, but we definitely yeah. have met. Yeah, I've had that feeling. So, so should mm-hmm. twin flames automatically or, or arbitrarily be romantically connected, or can it be? Can we be twin flames and just be friends? I don't think so. Yeah, because I don't see the, the, how. Yeah, uh, because it's, because you're physically attracted too. Right. I think the whole mission is they keep running into each other, and they 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 they're like a total mirror. They're mirroring the other ones uh, where they need to heal. And then they have to pull back away again and try to do that healing. Then they come back again, mirror something else. And so it's kind of like, depending on how quickly you're going to heal, it depends on how fast that's going to take place. It's all within. It's, it's just the internal process. And again, I think it's the resistance. I mean, literally any one of us could literally heal ourselves overnight if we knew how, if we could figure out how to let go of all resistance. The instant you let go of resistance, you're healed overnight. You know, it doesn't have to be a long process, but it's a long process because we hold on to this and we hold on to that and we hold on to the other thing. It's all resistance. Right. So then, yeah. you know, whatever the, the healing wave that's trying to come through us hits up against a wall of resistance. And it's just us. Yeah, yeah, and, and what's crazy, uh, we have made it common to say, well, it won't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. That's a common statement. But it can, and, and we I have heard to speak a young that man. it will. I heard a young man. Right. Yeah. I heard a young man being interviewed by an old, older lady with a teacher. And he was, he had a lot of, um, he had a lot of frustration. And she asked him one question. She said, she said, what do you feel? Um, he was saying the school system perpetuated lies on him. And she said, what, what is the greatest lie that, that the school per, uh, put on you? And he said, it's not that simple. She said, what's not? No, he said, that was the lie. Oh, wow. The lie was, it's not that simple. And she said, well, how? And he said, I found out it was that simple. All you have to do is do what they tell you you can't do. It's done. Yeah, it is that simple. But do you see the lie? They want us to think it's going to be hard. Everything yeah. has to be hard. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. It's only it as doesn't. hard as we're going to make it be by by holding on to stuff and resisting it. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, people are just projecting 
unto you what's in them. You know, they don't they don't know any better. Guess we lost connection again. So I see my guy Lone Star. You say you're a Pisces. <laughs> this is my last go around on this earth. I want mine now. I mean, I feel you on that. Completely surrender. Uh, I feel you on that, man. Um, I'm a cancer. So I totally understand the Pisces, man. Actually, we're water signs. So I know a lot about Pisces, man. I really vibe with Pisces. I could tell you a lot about the Pisces. I'm a cancer. We're like, we're like cousins. <laughs> the Pisces and the cancer are like cousins, man. So we got a lot of similar ways. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you're, you're sensitive, brother. I know you're sensitive, but you, you'll fight your ass off, too. <laughs> and you're very nurturing and protective. Uh, so, yeah, I know a lot about that Pisces, brother. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is a big lie. That, that is the limitations, that we have limitations is the biggest lie. If you want me to, I can go and try to try to mess with my internet. It would take me a few minutes and see if I can get this thing working because it's really cutting out on me. Do you want me to? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the soul soulmates, and you should be back by then. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I'll okay. I'll be back. Just let me go and and um, mess with it a little bit and see if I can get some. Speed up. All right. So we got the soulmate. We just read the twin flame. We got the soulmate. During the course of a lifetime, you may have the good fortune to meet several soulmates. With some of them, you can maintain a loving relationship. With others, you can have a great friendship. It can also happen that a relative is your soulmate. For example, a brother or a sister. The soulmate understands us like no other. Uh, let me let me mute. Uh, understand is like no other. I can feel that. Um, the soul man understands like no one else. Always beautifies our reality and is always with us when we need them. A soulmate can be for a certain time in our life, and for some circumstance we do not see her again. It could be the case of a great friend who decides to go and live in another country and then we don't see him anymore the mission of soulmates in this earthly reality is to make our lives easier and more pleasant generally soulmates guide us on our evolutionary path and leave us with valuable learning they are our best adventure partners soulmates awaken the good in us and help us to be the best version of ourselves Man, soulmates. Um, that's an interesting thing. Uh, I will tell you now, none of my siblings are my soulmates. I know that for a fact. But I have seen siblings that are soulmates. Um, and you, you don't have to be twins. You don't have to be twins to be soulmates. You know, that's a whole nother different discussion. But don't assume because people are twins that they're soulmates. It doesn't work like that. But uh, I've seen siblings that are soulmates. I have seen that. It's a beautiful thing. I've seen uh, I've seen uh, friendships that are soulmates. You know, they, they just understand. They can finish one another's sentences. They know when the other's in pain. Uh, 
they just make life more pleasant, more pleasurable. I, I definitely seen that. Um, I've had a couple of partners, and when I say partners, homies, uh, homeboys, homies that uh, I think were soulmates. We can lose contact for a while, but I guess a, a week or a month may not pass by or they, I don't think about them. And then when we connect, we never miss the beat. You know, we just never miss the beat. Even if there's a misunderstanding, we find our way back to each other. Man, I had a good buddy uh, growing up. And actually, we have a disconnection right now uh, because of something I won't get into. But one time we had a, a, a disconnection. And, man, when I saw him, man, I missed him so much. <laughs> and we told you, we hugged, we embraced, we squashed it. Man, we said we loved each other, man. I kissed him on the forehead. He said, man, I miss you, sucker. I love you. But don't you ever kiss me on my damn forehead again. <laughs> But, you know, there's nothing, nothing sexual, man. I'm heterosexual. But, but that's how much I love that brother. You know, I love that brother. I kissed him. I missed him. And I missed him. And uh, we met in second grade. And so, you know, I, I just really missed him. But, uh, and we just, uh, you know, we just vibe like that. And so I definitely believe in soulmates. I definitely do. Uh, Yaya says, soulmates are two souls destined to be together. Twin flames are thought to be the same soul put in two. Uh, perfectly said. Perfectly said. Um, the thing with soulmates, though, is not necessarily everlasting. They might just be here for a season. You know, and, and then they played their part, and then they're gone. Uh, it's, it's sometimes it could be like, man, they were wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but they were just here for a season. And you can't even contact them anymore. You, you don't know what's going on with them. You don't know. But while they were here in your life, it made it so pleasurable. And you got stories on top of stories. Uh, but, you know, they were here for a season sometimes. Um, yeah, Do you think so, it was for a lesson? Would it have been for a lesson or, or to grow or what? It could possibly be for a lesson. But I think, like my brother T. King. So... T. King says he's going through a lot, right? And a soulmate can come just to be make it more pleasurable, to give you that lift to where you can get through it at the right kind of like, time. Kind of like an earth angel, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. To just make you might not have, or you might you may not be able to see that you have you don't have any joy, <laughs> anything good happening to you outside of being connected to that person. It's just like, man, you make my mm -hmm. day, man. When I'm with you, you just make my day. And uh, yeah, that's that's an angel. You know, that's a soul. So, so I was thinking when you were saying that, my question is, what what is soul family? Isn't soul family uh, like a group of, I mean, I don't know if it's the same thing, but to me, it seems like your soul family or your soul tribe is your little group of souls that came to work together to complete a certain mission. I agree. I agree. I agree. Let me tell you something about that. Uh, 
I I agree. I agree with that so strongly right now. So the power circle, I'm telling you, man, I would have never been a part of anything like that five years ago and beyond. Never. Never wanted to be a part of it. Thought it was corny. Uh, thought it was lame. Didn't trust brothers. All these, all these brothers going to come together and get along. Just didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so for me to be on this live right now with a so-called white woman, right? No, right? That was <laughs> nobody would have believed this. I wouldn't have believed it. That we'll be doing this every Tuesday, right? So another side. I'm in business with this nonprofit with two old classmates, two females, uh, Pam and Timberly. Never would have thought I'd be involved with nonprofits, uh, feeding the homeless, and then with two females. And and so I know all these females are coming into my life <laughs> for a reason, right? Um, but I never could have, uh, well, I say I never could have designed this, but I got to remember I chose to come back and to experience mm -hmm. this, right? And maybe, so I did, maybe, you're, maybe you're, you're, there's programming or something that needs to be shook apart. So the things that you said you'd never do or you're doing now because it's shaking, helping shake you loose from that you know, whatever right. programming, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know if I said it. I don't even know if I had a thought process saying I would never do it. I think I yeah. never imagined. Yeah, uh, right. If someone had told me you're going to be doing this years later, I would have said, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fit me. Um, but let me tell you something else. Let me tell you another story about this soul family, right? And remembering why we're here. Um. I've talked about my my uncle, who my mom uh, was mourning over before. Well, my uncle was dying. This was years ago. I probably was like ten or twelve. My uncle was dying of uh, complications from AIDS. Now, this was back when uh, people didn't know much about it. It was in the eighties. I probably was younger than twelve. Uh, it was in the eighties. They were scared. Uh, his siblings didn't want to come into the, the hospital room to even touch him or be near him because, you know, we didn't know back then, you know, you get it through breathing, through touching. It was very, it was ignorant. People were ignorant, yeah. right? So you can't blame them. We didn't know, right? We just didn't know. Uh, my mom was the only one, I think my grandmother too, that would only go in the, the room to be near him and, and touch him. Uh, before he passed, they eventually started giving him a, a morphine drip. So he, he just, you know, eased out, right? He was at, had cancer. It was complications from AIDS. But uh, on his deathbed, and I've never shared this story with anyone other than Yaya. So you guys are getting a, an exclusive. <laughs> so on his deathbed, uh, he told my mom he was having visions. And he said, I can't remember the number, but he said he saw pastors and preachers coming out of our family. Now, at this time, we didn't have any pastors or preachers, right? So, okay, fast forward. He passes soon after. My brother becomes a preacher. My oldest brother becomes a preacher at 19. Uh, and, 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 and I think someone else becomes a preacher. So the day, fast forward, I'm like 25, I'm having this talk with my mom, and she's mourning over her brother, just reflecting, he had been gone 
but she's mourning, reflecting. I'm learning a lot about her. We're just having an open talk. She's real sensitive. And she tells me this at 25, what he said. And he said, one of the people he saw being a preacher was me. And I said, nah, not, not me. Nah, I don't. I can't see, <laughs> I can't see being a preacher. Like, I can't see um, being in the pulpit, anything like that, dressed in a suit all day. And I do love suits, but I'm saying, like, it just doesn't fit my vibe. I love cigars, everything, every now and then I love my liquor. I just, I don't want to give it up. I don't see me as a preacher, not in that sense. So fast forward, <laughs> we get the internet and we get social media, we get YouTube. And here I am, in a sense, YouTube is a, a pulpit, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I am preaching to people or teaching people. Mm-hmm. So things were created in my lifetime, in your lifetime, to uh, accommodate us and accommodate our personalities to do what we need to do. Yeah, I would never be in the pulpit still. <laughs> I don't see that. But the YouTube thing, I can do that. And uh, this is my pulpit. And I have a different philosophy than the Baptist preachers who I was raised under, too. So yeah. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't accept me either. <laughs> so YouTube is perfect for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's perfect. But everything came together perfectly so I can do what I need to do. And not just me, for other people too, you know, to do what they need to do. But if you would have told me I would have been on YouTube, I would have said no. Speaking on YouTube, I would have said no. You know, Yaya was shocked. I shocked myself sometimes, like, because I'm very low key. So I shocked myself. But it's so powerful in me, it's so much burning in me to get this out that I have to get it out. And I got to fight whatever insecurities or any walls I got up because I got to give it out and I don't want to have to come back and retake the test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Soulmates. Have you come across soulmates in your soul family? You think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably. Uh, probably the first thing, I don't know, like the karmic part of it. I've, I've come across a lot of karmic stuff and I had to wonder if, you know, what we were talking about earlier, when you come, you have to bring forward. I, I think, especially as you come, some of these master numbers, you do have to bring forward everything from past lives. And some of the karmic situations I've been in are definitely uh, people from past lives that I remember. I recall them. Um, but there's also been, you know, after it, it seems like there was at first in like early part of my life, there was a lot of more karmic stuff. Um, and when I would meet somebody, I would literally go into a dream and remember the past life, remember everything that happened. It's yeah, there's been some really odd situations. Um, I don't know if you want me. There's one particular that is just I mean, it's just crazy. It's just. Share it. I just shared a story. I don't know if you I want just, to hear it or not. I just, but... Listen, I just gave an exclusive. <laughs> you you got to give it up. Yeah, it's exclusive. But um, 
so there was this this um, homeschooling family that my children were talking about. And one day they, they kind of got to be friends with their children, met them at different places, but I had never met the, the parents. And one day they stopped out at my house and they came in and, and the guy, I had this really weird feeling, like a creepy feeling about this guy. And I, there, I had no reason to whatsoever, but I had this like really heavy, dark, strange feeling. And I'm talking to his wife and she's really cool. You know, we're talking about herbs and all these different things. She homeschools and we just had a lot to talk about. And we're talking and I'm, I'm telling her about all these, you know, herbs I'd use to heal people's broken bones in three days and stuff like that. And how you can heal any break, even a serious one in three days. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy, he was sitting over here in the corner. He looks at me and says, you're a witch. You should be burned at the stake. Wow. And when he said that, I felt something so strong hit my body, the chakras in my body. I, it literally stunned me. I was like, Oh my goodness, this, this, there's something here. That's just crazy. I don't know what it is, but you know, I just had to <laughs> pass it off and just keep on talking to his wife. Right. But that night when I fell asleep, there, there was a dream from the time I was a tiny child, probably one, two years old. I've had this reoccurring dream of trying to help people escape from some oppressive it was an oppressive culture or leader or something. And I know who the people were because I went to school with two of them that were in that group, but I was the one that was supposed to bring them underground and get them out of this area. Right. And we were discovered. They found our hiding place and they killed me. I've had this dream. This is how the dream went over and over and over. And I would wake up just sweating. I'd be crying for my mom because I had this dream so many times. And the, the one soldier came forward and, and smashed my head with the butt of his sword. Oh, wow. And the last thing I remember is the vibration going through my whole body, that smash. And then, you know, I was, I was out of my body. I was dead. But so when I was, when I came back in this life at one year old, um, I was trampled by a cow and my skull was fractured in that area, that same area where I always had the, the dream, wow. right? Okay. Now, now fast forward to this, this night after I met this man, I go to sleep and immediately I'm in that, that nightmare again. I hadn't had it for years, but, it, but he was the soldier that did that. And in my dream, I was shown that he came here so I could forgive that. Wow. That was my, that was my part that had to come forward from that lifetime because it was literally haunting me and causing issues in my body still from that lifetime. Wow. Wow. So <laughs> there's, some, there's some really weird things, <laughs> really weird things. I can, I can believe that. I can dig that. I, I totally vibe with that. Um, no, I, I can, I can go into another one. And, and again, I'm, I'm thinking these, I don't know what you would turn these, if they're karmic or, or what you would call them. I would, those, I would uh, assume it would be if you have to bring it are, forward and forgive it. Yeah. Those are karmic. Those are okay. karmic. So let me read and that. So, let me read, let me read the karmic. Yeah. Read that one. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, karmic. Karma is a spiritual law. Let me say that again. <laughs> Karma is a spiritual law that states that we experience those we have generated in others or to the outside world. Karma is the set of responses we receive to our thoughts, words, and actions, whether good or bad. This law manifests itself in interpersonal relationships family, work, couples, etc. Karmic love relationships involve great suffering. And the worst thing of all is that the person affected cannot 
definitively end this harmful bond. Wow. Within the dynamics of a karmic couple, there is verbal, psychological, and even physical violence. The other does not bring anything good in our lives and only looks at how to obtain benefits. Although it may seem surprising, a karmic relationship has a positive objective. Let me repeat that. Although it may seem surprising, a karmic relationship has a positive objective to awaken a new consciousness and eliminate this type of relationship forever. The one who suffers a karmic relationship must understand the reasons that led him or her to have a negative bond. Understand the reasons that led him or her to have a negative bond. After the awakening of the consciousness, the individual understands that he or she only deserves to maintain healthy relationships. Man, so, man, that, that might speak to you, Brother King. I don't know what's going on as far as relationships. Uh, I think you, you share one story with me <clears throat> privately that I won't get into because that's that's our, our, our talk. But uh, I don't know if there's something else as far as a relationship as to why you may be experiencing this, this suffering or this negative bond. Uh, now it says you can't get out of it, man. Let me let me read that again. I don't know if I want to accept that, man. What do you, what do you think on that? You can't get out of it. Hold up, where's that at? Karmic love relationships involve great suffering, and the worst thing of all is that the person affected cannot definitively end this harmful bond. can't end a harmful bond so that that would have to be family or uh yeah if you got children by someone that uh <laughs> you have to stay connected to yeah man what are your thoughts on that well i i experienced that almost word for word for 23 years yeah, I knew you were going to go there, but I'll let you tell you tell your your story. Yeah. But as I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, it's really interesting and it was. It was really it was really to wake me up to my purpose and no, I couldn't leave, but he left. But I remember the day. So so one thing that's interesting to me is again, um I came with a lot of memories of of, you know, lifetimes. And when I met him, I remembered the lifetime before and I had a really bad feeling because what had happened in that lifetime, just the memories that I had was that, and it was, it was, it, it's interesting because I could remember the buildings and everything in that, that age, but there were, there were two young men. That, um, this one, my ex-husband had wanted to marry me, but there was another young man that I chose instead of him. And he was really angry. And I remember the night after I told him that, he, he was riding a horse and he galloped off. He was so angry. I've never seen anyone so angry. And as he um, was galloping off, he got into the edge of the forest and there were some people that really didn't like him. And I, I was watching him leave and I seen, I seen somebody come out of the forest and they stabbed him with a dagger. I seen that happen. And wow. I felt so horrible 
I felt like that was my fault because I told him what I told him. So I remembered that when I met him shortly after. But the, here's a really odd thing. He was born with a scar there over his heart, a dagger-shaped scar. Wow. So, so, <laughs> wow. So you, you guys met before. You guys met before in a previous life. Yeah. And you had. And a, I remember. Uh, I remember after it was about uh, twenty-three years, and I knew this. I knew, you know, and I'm like, you know, you know, it's my fault. But honestly, it's not. It really wouldn't be just because you choose somebody. But yet, I was holding myself to that as being my fault. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And I all of a sudden realized one day. I remember realizing, you know what? It's not that was not my fault just that I decided to choose some, you know, I had, that was my choice. Right. So how was that my, and I remember thinking that, and I remember like this load falling off my shoulders, literally felt like this load falling off my shoulders. And I was like, and I told him, I said, and I remember even telling him, I said, you know what? I feel like all the karma from that, that last lifetime when, when I felt like it was my fault that you died is gone. And it was shortly after that that he left. Just, I'm like, oh my goodness. It was just so wow. odd. So I think too, with Brother King, look into some of that and try to, you know, go back and see if you've had reoccurring dreams, even as a child that you thought were just dreams. There may be something, you know, that's trying to come forward and be released that once you get past it, you know, you'll be in a, a state of peace because I know what it's like. I mean, being in something for 23 years is, I'm, I'm telling you, it's really, really hard. But again, time is just something of our mind. Time and space are the biggest illusions of our mind. Right. So it's, it's really about releasing ourselves. We're our own judge. Yeah. So right. I wasn't willing to release myself from that for all those years, but the instant I did, it just kind of dissipated on its own. Wow. That's, that's something. So, did you stay? Do you think you stayed in a relationship with your with your ex for so long because of of guilt of what happened to the guy you rejected, or embarrassment? Like I made the wrong choice. Let me stick this out because it's, it's just I made my choice. I made my bed. Let me lay in it. Um, kind of, I mean, that was kind of my upbringing too, is once, once you, once you're together, that's, you know, that's it. You're not going to, you know, and, right. and loyal. I'm just by nature, I'm fiercely loyal. So, you know, it's like, I'm not going to, if things aren't going just so, so I'm not going to, you know, just back out. <laughs> and then right. another thing too, is when you actually get into like astrology and, and different ways of looking at compatibility, we were like the least compatible that there's ever been. I mean, your compatibility is supposed to be like a hundred right. over a hundred, at least that's a minimum. And ours was like 20. So it's like, I mean, you know, there were so many things, but I, I don't know. I don't really have the answers. I just, I just, it's kind of like you, you see, you kind of see something through a fuzzy glass, you know, and you, you kind of see parts of it, but you don't really know what all affects everything. You just, you just can't really know. Right, right. Wow, karmic relationships. Um, but but yeah, it it caused healing. I mean, it definitely 
um, caused me to heal. Like read that last part again, would you, of what the karmic relationship, the, the healing part of, about it. Let's see. The one, well, let me start here. Although it may seem surprising, a karmic relationship has a positive objective to awaken a new consciousness and eliminate this type of relationship forever. The one who suffers a karmic relationship must understand the reasons that led him or her to have a negative bond. After the awakening of the conscious of the consciousness, the individual understands that he or she only deserves to maintain healthy relationships. Mm, that's true. So you that's have to understand true. why, what what drew you to this negative bond? Yeah, so, it was it was the guilt. It was the guilt of feeling like it was my fault. That's what it was. Wow, wow. So you might. In this lifetime, you may carry a lot of guilt. Did that help you to release that, or do you still suffer from totally. that? Totally, I don't feel it anymore at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, it was like it was like awakening a new consciousness. I would have to say that. Okay. Yeah, that, he said that resonates. What that says, it's yeah, like I don't see how I could ever get into something like that again, just because it it made me view things from a whole different perspective and level than what it was before. Right, right. Brother King says, I'm single. I live alone as of four months ago. I'm 47. Only had two real relationships in my life. Huh. Yeah, man, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll speak online. If you want to come on, man, I, I'll bring you on. We can dive deeper into that. But if you want to speak in private, we can do that, too. That, that's totally up to you. Um. But yeah, I, I love to dive deeper into that. <laughs> so, yeah, we can talk offline or, or uh, you can come on if you want to. But, you know, we are live. So, so keep that in mind. You know, everybody doesn't want to be on live sharing their story. So I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's not crazy like me in Phoenix. Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. We just we just whatever. I mean, and as as having a, a life path number 33, we have to be willing to just be out there sometimes because. I mean, you know, how else, how else can people heal if they don't hear real life experiences? That's, that's kind of my, um, my take on it. Yeah. 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 He said offline is cool. Good deal, brother. Um, man, I was looking at, um, I mean, there's a guy on IG. I cannot remember his name. I believe he's Asian. Um, but he was telling people, uh, he was giving people a formula to find their karmic number. So I guess everybody okay. has a karmic number, I guess. I, I think this thing is this, the Zodiac, the cosmos, the constellations, it has layers to it. Mm -hmm. So depending on your number, uh, you know, uh, it will give you a reading, right? So it said my karmic number uh, was related to in a past life. I, I hurt children in a past life. So I was telling Yahya, I was like, damn, you know, why am I so passionate about kids? <laughs> I'm talking about since, even when I was a kid, like I had nephews when I was like 10, nephews and mm -hmm. nieces when I was at 10. And I, 
I was very protective, you know. And even though there's not a huge age difference, they've never called me by my name. It's always respect, uncle. And and uh, but I love mentoring young kids. I love coaching. You know, got the God kids, the relationship with my kids. Uh, and I always wonder, like, dang, why why am I so protective of kids and a champion for kids? And I was like, man, that might be it. That, that might be the reason why in a past life, maybe uh, I'm bestowing equity, you know, with that karmic. You know, you have karmic mm -hmm. debt and then you have karmic equity. Yeah. He's, uh, my brother Lone Star Music says, my karmic debt number experience is about crash, burn, and learn. Wow. Crash, burn, um, and learn. Uh, Lone Star, where did, you, where did you look it up? Like, how do you find it? Is there a, a site that you can find it? Or where do you look it up? 7 over 16. See, I got I to gotta record my numbers. I got to, man, this brother Lone Star is on it. <laughs> He knows, he knows his numbers, but what it is, it's a compass and it allows you to navigate through this world more clearly. And so, you know, why you're experiencing things. And that's why we're telling brother King, man, get those numbers. So it bring clarity. Oh, there's you, a, yeah. Seventh life path, um, dot com is, has a calculator. Seventh life okay. path. Cool. Seventh life path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he has several books on it. Yeah, brother, if you could put some of those some of those titles in the chat, cool, man. I, I definitely want to get all my numbers. Uh, and it gives us a path. I mean, the stars, the cosmos is a god, G-U-I-D-E, to lead us and ha help us navigate through life. And I think uh, the Zodiac does the same thing. Those numbers do the same. Okay, thing. so so mine. This is interesting. I have never. It says your life path number is thirty three six. Your life path does not carry karmic debt. What? Well, those are my numbers too. Thirty three over six. Those it are my says, numbers. It says it does not carry karmic debt. Yeah, this was some guy on a TikTok. It was on TikTok. Some guy okay. that ran my birthday. He was, and then it'll tell you your karmic number. So I assume he was saying everybody has a karm has karma or karmic debt or well, something. I mean, what I've read about the thirty-three is that you're that that's where you've already dealt with the karmic, but you're bringing everything forward as resolution. Mm, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it sure seems like I had some karma, but maybe that was just something I put on me. But I tell you, my most suffering, how I perceived it as suffering. Uh, at the time, and my greatest pain was with my kids. Okay. Uh, at the court system, custody battles. Oh, that was mm -hmm. that's my greatest. That's that's been my greatest pain in life. Not a not a breakup with a woman. Um, not a death. Uh, well, I had a, my son's death, so you know, still related to kids. Uh. Yeah, any any pain I had that was hard, the greatest pain was that that thing while I was going through with my kids. That was mm -hmm. the greatest pain. I've never been heartbroken over a woman uh, since the age of fifteen. Oh, just you're just hard-hearted, aren't you? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just not my path. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm sure in a former life I, I was, 
It's just not my path. <laughs> yeah, Brother King said, what's the site again, Phoenix? Um, it's Seventh Life. Let's see here. Seventh Life Path. Numbers seventh are com. There's just a calculator. You can put in your um, birthday. Let me let me type that out. Is it the, the word seventh? Yeah, hang on. It's um seventh. Yes, it's spelled out. Seventh life path. Yeah. Seventh life path.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There it goes. Brother Lone Star says, I actually know a lot about astrology. I'm just scared to show that side of me. Hey, open platform. If we can do it, you can do it. Goodness sakes. I, I've had that's been one of my fears is the fear of being seen. That's been a really hard one for me to overcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lone Star, I might have to connect you with my wife. Uh, she's into that heavily. Um, I'm not into it heavily, it intrigues me. I'm not into it heavily, I would say, but she's really, really into it. So uh might need to connect y'all. Um, but um, you know, I, I do I do uh believe it. Um but yeah, that's that's her way of life. <laughs> she 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 just loves it. I won't I don't know if I love it, but uh, you know, but yeah. So it looks like yeah, both of you guys have a have a, a, a deep a deep uh, uh affection for it so yeah brother but uh let's see so we cover twin flames soulmates and karmic so we'll just do a a rehash about the differences the main differences you can have several. So these are some 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 points you, you, you can uh, jot down. You can have several soulmate relationships and several karmic relationships during the lifetime. However, a flame twin relationship occurs only once in a lifetime. OK, point two, both karmic and soulmate relationships can be experienced through different areas, couples, family, work. However, a twin flame bond only occurs in a romantic relationship. There you go. I asked you that, I think. And uh, there you go. A twin flame relationship can only occur in a romantic relationship. Both flame twin relationships and karmic relationships lead to a spiritual evolution. The difference is that you have to stay with your twin flame while you must move away from a karmic relationship. Now, the karmic mm -hmm. relationship can be bad or good. That's why I say you can hit it off with someone. I mean, you had the best time. You guys really enjoyed each other. But for some reason, you can't reach each other anymore. You don't know where they are. They don't know where you are. It was just meant to happen for that season. And some bad ones, bad karmic relationships are, are the same way. But, but we definitely, you know, want to disconnect the bad ones, uh, mm -hmm. of course. Um, both soulmate and karmic relationships can be temporary. They remain in your life for a while, and then you may never have contact with them again. Wow, I just said that. I didn't even read this before. <laughs> I just said that. 
Okay. And uh, instead, you must remain forever with your twin flame to achieve spiritual fulfillment. The twin flames and soul mates generate happiness and gratitude in your life. Karmic relationships generate sadness, suffering, and depression in your earthly reality. Karmic relationships. So I was under under impression karmic relationships can be bad or good, huh? Current relationships generate sadness. Well, sadness, you can have a good relationship and it'd be sad because the person died uh, or you can't contact them or something, I guess. Uh, suffering and depression in your earthly reality. Yeah, I, I think these these relationships just helps you understand, better understand the interpersonal relationships in your reality. You can understand it and you can see it. You can see it for what it is and accept it. And just helping you navigate, you know, through this life. And that's what it's all about. Um, so uh, my brother says, as a life path seven, I really enjoy seeking knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember uh, Yaya's life path. She's listening in. You want to type that in? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say it was five. Yeah, I think it was five. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. But uh, yeah, just helping us guide through this life and helping us remember why we're here. That's what's bringing the suffering, I believe. We forget. We forget why we're here. Uh, you want to add to mm-hmm. any, of, any of that? That's that's pretty interesting. I uh, yeah. Are you you were reading off of the one I sang, right? Uh, I was reading. Or were you on a different spot? No, I was on I mean, the one that you sent me. The yeah, one the one I sent me. you. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, the one I sent you. Yeah. So let's jump into the zodiac, the cosmos. Now I can't really go too deep into it. I, I'll be honest. <laughs> I. I I would say I'm a novice. Yeah, I'm definitely not an expert. Uh, I wouldn't even say I'm at a moderate level. I, I would say a novice. I would say I'm a novice. Uh, I know some people can really go in. I know Lone Star probably can go in. Yeah, maybe um, he should jump on here. Goodness, he yeah. doesn't need to be scared. There's what, a whole six people here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, come on. Yeah, so Brother it's King. Like says, in, it's not like we're in church or anything. <laughs> Brother right. King says he's an eight, life path eight. Um, oh, Yaya's a three. Okay. Okay. And, uh, Lone ages, Star says ages. that eight is a money man. Yeah, so that's money. infinity. The eight is infinity. That's what my daughter is. Ah, she's a three. Okay. How do I? Let me see. I know there's a link. Let me see if I can find the link. Let me see here. I can send out a link. Astrology Cafe, is that what you're looking for? Now, here it goes. I got it. I got it. Now, the link to bring Lone Star in. Oh, Carrie oh, oh. White, Carrie White, 16 over 2. You know, we're going to have to come back to this. We're going to touch on it, on the Zodiac, but we're going to come back to it so we can really get deep, too. So Snoop Dogg is a three. Yeah, I think I think it would be really fun to go over them, you know, the numbers step by step, just because it's just 
it is interesting but if you have a chance to look into the human design that's even that's even more interesting like really interesting yeah you know because you it know shows the points of your body that are open and free and the ones that are you know defined so right yeah yaya has a snoop dog vibe <laughs> <laughs> okay. she does she's cool yaya's okay. cool yeah she's cool she's cool like she snoop snoop is cool i disagree with a lot he says but that's okay you know uh people disagree with me but snoop Dogg. i have to say snoop Dogg is pleasurable he's a play i, I would see him as a pleasure being around i can see that you know i can see that him being a pleasure. i, wish, I knew you were gonna be laughing y'all yeah. <laughs> i knew you carrie were white a 20 a, no it said 20 over two 20 over two carrie white 20 over two uh, yeah, so that the link is out there, Lone Star. I don't know if you pegged in. You should come on. Let's see. You should, babe, just click on that link that's in the chat. So Zodiac, <clears throat> so you you probably can go deeper than me, Phoenix. I'll, I'll start it off at, at my level, <laughs> and you can expound. Now I'm, I'm a, a yaya eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You come on too. The link is in the uh, the link is in the the chat. So yeah, 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 and and uh, and brother Lone Star, come on in because I'm a, like I said, I'm a novice at best, uh, but I'm a Cancer. Like I'm a true blue cancer. I'm the I'm in the first deacon of cancer. I'm June twenty second. Like that, I'm at the. So cusp. what's your what's your moon and rising? Because those are those three. Your cancer is only how you are in public. So what are you in private? What's your moon sign? Yeah, my moon sign is a Taurus. Okay. Yeah, my um, rising my rising is a cancer. Oh, your rising is cancer. Yeah, okay. my rising is cancer, and my moon sign is Taurus. Yeah. So at home, you're Taurus. That's your home sign. But and the rising is what people's first impression is of you. And your your son is what you are in public. Yes, I'm a cancer. <laughs> I'm a cancer. Yeah. So my, my, uh, my son is, is uh, Capricorn. My moon is Libra. And my rising is Scorpio. Wow, you're all over the place. Uh huh. I got a lot of Scorpio though, <laughs> a lot. That's another. That's another uh, water sign. You it know, is. You got the, yeah, you got the Pisces, the Scorpio, mm -hmm. and the Cancer. And so, uh, you know, I, I typically vibe really vibe with uh, Scorpios and Pisces and Cancer. I think I, I have. I, I think I have Scorpio in either four or five of my planets. So I have a lot of it. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, I can say, I can't admit, I'm sensitive, <laughs> like a cancer, uh, but I'm not. I'm not sensitive in a, in a way where, uh, like, if we don't have a connection, we don't have a rapport. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I really yeah. don't care. Yeah. But but if I bring you into my fold, I, I become very protective and very sensitive. Uh, about you, mm. things that affect you, or how you can affect me. You know what I'm saying? 
man, I remember one weekend, one Sunday. Uh, this was the Sunday when my brother Soul had invited. Uh, he had an open house, so anybody can come in that Sunday. And uh, we had one young man who was expressing some things, some things he was going, he was going through in life. And one of these new guys who never been with the group uh, started kind of criticizing him. You know, I didn't even have a, a, I've never had a private conversation with that young dude, but he had been with the power circle for a while. I felt very protective about him. Like, I dare you, new guy, come in here <laughs> criticizing my brother. <laughs> like, because he was a part of the power circle, I felt very protective and nurturing for him. Like, mm -hmm. I was the, I was offended. Like, like you know, I was, I was bothered by that. Where mm -hmm. someone else probably would have been like, man, that's not a big deal. You know, don't, why are you tripping? Yeah. That's not a big deal. But then I had to step back. It's like, wow, why, why am I feeling this young guy had never had a private conversation? So I had to be like, man, why are you feeling this way? But it's that cancer. Yeah, my my um, my son, my oldest son that's at home here is a cancer, and he's very much that way. But he's mm -hmm. extremely yeah. dependable. He's actually the most dependable of probably all the ones at home. Very dependable. You never have to worry. Yeah, I'm very dependable. What's going on, Lone Star, my brother? What's good, y'all? Can y'all hear me? Oh, yes, yeah. we can. Coming through loud and clear, brother. Man, I appreciate you, man. Uh, Lone Star is in the power circle, Phoenix. I've said that before, but uh, this brother's talented. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to give me an astrology reading now. Yeah, <laughs> we, have, yeah. we have the professional in now. No, no, we're going to start with me. Oh, okay. Ladies <laughs> first. Ladies first. I, I, come on. I, <laughs> no, I, I had to dig you on that one because I knew you were I knew that was a D. I knew that was a D. But no, so we were already we were already on cancer. So you as you know, he's a Pisces. So hey man, I vibe with Pisces. That's that's my yeah. water cousin, my water sign. Bro, yeah, brother, sister sign, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. However, oh, yeah. however you yeah, we connected. Uh yep. so what would you say about the cancer? Because I'm Man, a true cancer. Cancers are they they kind of like that in, in like numerology, the cancer would probably fall under the two energy because the two energy is the mother energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's very nurturing. <laughs> this is the reason why the 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 sign for or the 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 cancer sign is, is connected to the moon. This is the mother uh this you know, the, the mother energy, you know what I'm saying? uh very um if you really look at it you know you got like the 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 crab right it's like mm -hmm. a shell but it's it's able to go in the water but it has a hard surface yeah. versus uh like a pisces right we're the fish you know what yeah. i'm saying we can't survive on 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 land you know what i'm saying but we're deep deep into the waters you know what i'm saying y'all can go on uh, dwell on the earthly surface with people you know what I'm saying? Or you can dwell in the deep waters with people, you know? And, um, wow. and it's and funny even... you say that. Let me pause you right there, Lone Star. It's funny okay. you say that because earlier I was telling Phoenix, hey, I know we're on this high level. I know. <laughs> but let's think objectively. Everybody ain't here. So we got to meet them where they at. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. be able, you know, that's just the way I think objectively. And people get mad at me a lot of times 
because I think from a 360 view, I'm trying to think from all levels. Not saying I agree, but let me understand. Let me try to understand where they're at. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. You Go ahead, I'm brother. Saying? I'm sorry. Nah, that's I mean that as a as a you know to wrap it all up, man. It's it's pretty much that that nurturing energy, that that uh that motherly energy, uh very emotional, just like us Pisces, you know what I'm saying? The Scorpios are very emotional as well. Uh, but they're like it's it's kind of interesting because how you can kind of gauge it is uh like the I the Pisces we fall like in uh kind of in the winter time right so you know what i'm saying it's it's kind of like uh well it's it's uh, mm, how can i explain it it's kind of like winter, winter time slash spring right so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of warm warm water the scorpio well the, the the cancers that's that's the you know that's the summertime so Right. This water is 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 very vibrant. It's, it's very warm. Everybody comes out and play, and it's full of energy. It's full of life. And you got the Scorpios, right? That's that dark water. That's yeah. the, this is the reason why <laughs> certain Scorpios have dark energy. You know what I mean? And it's like they yeah. dwell in that shit. It's very deep and dark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you better look out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Phoenix, are, are you a Scorpio? No, I mean that I have it in like five planets, but no, I'm Capricorn and Libra. <laughs> Man, see, so, okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, let me nah. say this. Let me say this, and then I want, I want, I want my brother to to come in on that. But Capricorn, let me just say my experiences with Capricorn. We vibe. And you know what? We're we're, we're polar. We're on the opposite ends of yes, the spectrum, right? Yes. Yeah. Right? That's your. That's your. That's your. That's your. Um. Yeah. What that's you your. Uh. Damn, bro. Polar opposite. That's, your, that's your opposite. Yeah. That's your opposite sign. Yes. You know what I mean? Because yes. uh, go ahead, go ahead. Good. Yeah. So so we so we vibe. I always vibe with with, with Capricorns. Yeah. But uh, I understand them and I get them. They get mad when I call them out. Yep. They're very um. They're very tidy. Yeah, they would they would say they're broke. Not so, not true. Not so, <laughs> they would say I have I have no money. Yep. Not so, and you end up paying for their meal. Man, they got yep. they got money. They got know bank. how to they know how to bank money. Big bank. <laughs> yes, and then and then uh, so I don't know if you would call that stingy or well, I don't know, but yeah, they could be very they're, they're frugal, stingy, frugal, however you want to call it. Yeah. Yes. But also, if they let you in, if they let you in, man, when you get their heart, because it ain't it's really just, easy to get their heart. If you let them not. in and, and you break it, man, you can never reconnect with them. I, look, I, okay, <laughs> my flame, right? Um, my flame is a Capricorn. Mm. And, um, man, it's, it was... I'm I'm praying to God for reconciliation, man, because man, I love this woman so much. I love this woman so much. Uh she's a Capricorn. I'm a Pisces. She grounds me. She grounds me. And um and my you know, my water itself, man, it it, it uh you know, I opened up her imagination and she was able to experience, you know, we were able to experience a deep deep connection man a really deep connection bro and um man I, I love this woman with all my soul bro but yes 
if you i was honest and um she seemed like she forgave me mm. you know but uh it's like now the mirror is a little foggy because right. we were mirroring each other you know and um it hurts bro it hurts man and um i pray man i'm man i'm doing all kinds of meditations all kinds of shit, man <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. you know i'm just I'm surrendering i'm just surrendering man because i really feel like um man i, I really i really crave that connection I, I never had an experience like that in my life man and uh i don't want to take that for granted i don't want to leave i mean i already kind of took it for granted but i don't want to live with regrets because yes if a capricorn trusts you and they open up to you man it is the most beautiful thing in the world they're very very loyal man they're the most loyalist partners you'll ever have in your life yeah you'll ever have in your life man and i, I projected i projected onto her my fears and insecurities and thank god she's spiritually awakened because she also gave me grace and time to heal myself but it also triggered me in my fear of losing her and i think that's that's what kind of put like a, a resistance in the in the in the connection and where it kind of like you know it's kind of shaky now we still we still contact you know but it's it's uh man i'm 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 doing what i can do i'm working on myself i'm healing myself bro because i really i really believe in this in that connection and i don't want to lose that man i love capricorns i love capricorns with all my heart man 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 you 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 got a cancer over here about to water up man like <laughs> what's yeah, man. come on low star man yeah. I, I messed up that. big i messed up I, big man I, but i felt that man I, I i feel your your pain um man i feel your pain bro but you will reconnect i really believe it bro you will oh you 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 i, I mean you have to the twin flame i read it i mean and not saying what we read is true, but I really believe that with the twin flame that you have to connect. Yeah. But as you were talking, man, I was thinking she has to be careful too, because as Phoenix was saying, uh, she had to come back and forgive the man who buttered her in the head with the weapon years or centuries ago. So she has to forgive you. I believe she was well, weird because I believe she did. I believe really? she did. Uh, I, you know, it was seemed that way. You know, it, it seemed as if, uh, like I was really being hard on myself and beating myself up. You know, mm -hmm. about it, even though I was honest and open and, and you know, kind of let her know what happened. She, she, uh, you know, she she didn't trip on it she didn't dwell on it too long man and that's i just chalked it up as man she's really tapped in and, and really has an un, a level of understanding that's really just unconditional and uh wow. really a, like a god like un, a, a god level of understanding and um it made me look at myself like damn i got some healing to do if i'm really that hard on myself you know mm -hmm. behind my actions you know what i mean right um, right and and she 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 made me aware of that she made me aware of that 
Well, wow, yeah, you definitely got to forgive yourself. You don't want to carry that with you. Uh, so, so go a little bit more in. We 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 touched on, of course, Capricorn, but you kind of went in on on Cancer. Go in on Capricorn again. Uh, the the the, the uh, attributes Man. and uh, their number. Man, Capricorns, like I said, uh, very grounded individuals. Um, I know where we connected, uh, me and my significant other, she's a life path number seven, too. So she's very isolated, just as much as I'm isolated. You know, I love my solitude, man. And she loves her solitude just as much. And, um, you know, she don't have many friends, but the bonds that she do have, they're very strong. They're very strong bonds with people. Because like you said, once they open up and they let you in and they trust you, you know, you're a friend for life. You're a friend for life. And um, it's a it's the most beautiful, it's the most beautiful experience in the world. They're very uh my opposite sign is a Pisces is the Virgos, right? Virgos are about service, you know what I mean? They're they're um, you know, but they're all rooted, they're rooted in reality just as much as the Capricorn is rooted in reality. You know, right. and it's it's kind of frustrating at times because I'm so watery and my head's in the clouds and and, and this, yeah. that, and the third. Sometimes she <laughs> have to snap out of it, and then like come yeah, back, yeah. Man, come yeah. back down to earth, man. And yeah. um, but I, yeah, I really, dreamy. yeah, very dreamy, man, very dreamy. And uh, Capricorn, Capricorns, man, like I know, like when it comes to like planning shit out. <laughs> They, they know how to plan some shit out for like months and then they work backwards it's so weird wow. to watch her process you know what i mean like a process is really crazy um they're very good with um like plan like of course planning right so when they plan shit out i don't know why but every capricorn loves to have a fucking pen in a journal <laughs> 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 gotta man just Got her. If you, if you really want, if you really fuck with a, if you really fuck with a Capricorn, get them some journals, some sticky notes, or some shit. You know what I'm saying? And they will love you. They will love you for life, man. And dry erase boards too. Yes. And dry erase boards. Wow. Yes. yes, man. It's it's like it's crazy, man. It's it's, it's wow. really crazy. It's, it's really impressive too, man. It's really impressive because I learned so much to to implement for myself to kind of have that structure, man. Uh, the structure, the discipline, man. Um, they're just, you know, it's it's Saturn. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's restrictions. You know, wow. they're ruled by Saturn. So it's restrictions, man. And it's kind of weird because they also get the devil. Like if you're in the tarot, they get the devil card. You know what I'm saying? But it's, yeah. it's not it's not necessarily what it is. Even though like some of them is not really into like traditional religion like that neither. You know what I'm right. saying? They're very open. They're very spiritual. So they'll look at uh they'll look at you know certain religions like you know what is this you know what I'm saying like, right right it don't even make sense you know so it's right. you know that's I don't know that's my best way to kind of explain it man I, I love Capricorn man wow wow did the he sea goats did, you know what I'm saying sea goats. goats it's not actually there people think it's goats but they're actually sea goats so they're just yeah. as watery as us wow mm -hmm. sea goats. So did he nail it, Phoenix? <laughs> Probably pretty much. <laughs> Probably pretty much. What is that? Passive aggressiveness? Hey man, are they passive aggressive? <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> nah, mm-hmm. if it look, she'll she'll no. let you know. She'll let you know how she feel, man. And uh sometimes it can be a bit sometimes it can be a bit mean, man. Like, like, all right, man, you know, I can seem very emotional, and I know it probably get on her nerves sometimes, and she's like, you know she can seem like not emotional at all, but they process their, they're very emotional. They process their emotions different though. Right. Like, right. yeah, that like she, she don't like arguing. She definitely not going to argue with your ass, but she'll, she'll take a step back. And mm-hmm. that's when they isolate too, because they're price, they're processing their emotions and then they'll get back with you and, and talk about it. If it's, if it's you know what I'm saying valid enough to talk about, but yeah, yeah they process their emotions different, man, and I I understand it, I get it, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I'm thinking about a situation. Yeah, the Capricorn, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, man, man, man. So, what are the biggest challenges for the Cancer? We're gonna go through the Cancer. We're gonna go through the Pisces. And the Capricorn, because we're here. So, what's the biggest challenge for the Cancer to overcome, man? To to do what we're supposed to do on this earth, man. That uh, I don't know. I, I would assume just you know, just living, just be nurturing. You know what yeah. I mean? Just just uh, be as nurturing as you can. Um, like I said, y'all do call people on their shit too. I mean, it's kind of it kind of be funny when they be calling people on their shit. <laughs> be uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, y'all can read people very well, man. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But in terms of that, man, I I I don't necessarily uh I don't know. I can tell you that from a, a numerology, like a numerological standpoint. You know what I'm saying? What what you're supposed to do in, in life, but yeah. Uh, some astrology, like some astrology signs, like man, I, I can you know. I can only tell you so much. Right. Well, I would tell any cancer out there to, uh, we are nurturers or natural nurturers and caregivers, but Mm -hmm. what you have to be careful with, and I've run into this before, man, several times, what you have to be careful with is not being overwhelmed. Mm. Uh, A lot of people will come at you because they're drawn to you Mm -hmm. for advice, for nurturing, for caring, but you can be overwhelmed and you have to know when to say, I need time for me to recharge my batteries. Okay. I very gotta, similar you know, to Pisces. Very, very similar. similar. Both water signs. Yep. I got a, I got a friend who's a Pisces and, uh, well, actually she's the mother of my God kids. She's a Pisces. I totally understand her. She understands me. We tease each other about who's more sensitive. And and depending where, where where you look, it'll be Cancer one, Pisces two, or Pisces one, Cancer two. But we're both there, and anywhere you look, the most sensitive. So yeah. we tease each other about that. But we totally get one another. Uh, but yeah, that's my thing. Advice to Cancers out there, man: know when to step away, self care, or you will explode. You yeah, will snap. y'all aggression. Listen, yeah. fam, this is the reason why y'all got the shell. You know what I'm saying? Y'all the crab, yeah. right? Y'all aggression is, is, is crazy. Yes, y'all have a soft heart. Yeah. But y'all snap a motherfucker in a minute, bro. In terms of the Pisces, man, it's kind of weird because we can seem passive aggressive. We'll just swim the fuck away. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. We're not going to deal with it. We're not going to deal with you it. You know, bro. it's funny you say that. 
uh, Mika, mother of the God kids, she does not like conflict. Yep. Now, now she ain't no punk. Nah, but but all. she she do not want conflict. She don't want conflict. Like you mm -hmm. have to cut her off. Like you have to corner her. You know, unless yeah. it's about her kids. You know, she gonna go. She gonna go take care of it. But yeah. she don't want conflict. No. I'm, I'm I'm total opposite. Like I just want to be nipped in the bud. I don't want it to linger. So I'm gonna face it head on. And people think <laughs> I love conflict. I really don't. But I know it ain't going anywhere. <laughs> so let's just get it over with. Rises, rises, man. Right, right. So someone said, "Well, let's let's take care of this one. If you got an info on it, then we'll get to to uh, Pisces and Capricorn. But we're gonna take care of the chat." Someone, Carrie White says, "What about Sagittarius?" Sagittarius, man, fire. They're a mutable fire sign too. What uh, that mean? Mutable. Yeah, so they're they're similar. They're in the same similar boat as Pisces. Uh, I believe Gemini is a mutable uh, air sign, and uh, Virgos are a mutable earth sign, and Sagittarius is the mutable fire sign. So they're very they're very fiery, you know what I'm saying? But they also can adapt. Um, um, man, they're humanitarians. They have. Uh, a very giving heart, you know what I'm saying? Uh they also can be they are Jay-Z, right? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes they can come off like they're they're uh they're higher than you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're not smarter than me. Sometimes they can come off like that, but yeah. it's just you know that they're, they're humanitarians, man. They have very big hearts, man. I know that much about Sagittarius, man. I, I really don't have that many relationships with many many Sagittarius uh people. Yeah, so, uh, so one of my, well, one of Yaya's best friends, <clears throat> sorry, is uh, a Sagittarius, and so what? What I've known from, from Sags, they love to travel. Facts. It's hard. It's hard for them to be still. Can't pin them down, bro. I mean, they they'll be in Vegas one day, and then two weeks pass. They're like, yeah, I got a trip planned for Miami. Like what? Like and 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 they're working long hours, by the way, too. That's a fact. <laughs> so it's like, damn, where do you fit all that in? And they so also they, don't hold it. They don't. They don't hold their tongue back neither. They don't hold their tongue. It's funny you say that. <laughs> so her friend and her guy, uh, I mentioned him in the book too. A situation, <laughs> but uh, we went on a cabin trip, and uh, we're talking about business. She and I were talking about business, and she's a sad. And she's trying to, she's trying to sun me. Yeah. <laughs> on business, right? <laughs> and what I told her, I kind of, I kind of checked her a bit. And I was like, you know, what you're going to do though, you're going to respect my mind. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to yeah, respect yeah. my mind. And so we, we kind of edited it there. But she's older than me, but it's like I'm her big brother. And she looks at me for a big brother. And any decision she's making with a guy, she'll ask Yaya, what does Stacy think? What does Stacy think? Mm -hmm. She wants my advice. What does Stacy think? And I have to meet the guy. And I got to give my approval. And, and that's what, how she looks at me like a father. But father, mother, nurturing, protector, you know, that cancer is it, all the same, man. Most and, definitely. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of people that are older than me that will look at me like I'm older than them. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's just me, man. So yeah. I say yeah. this. My my girl was a Venus in Sag. So mm. yeah, that's that was kind of you know, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so what about what what how does the Venus affect? I'm really curious about that. How how does the Venus affect you? Man, I'm a Venus in Pisces as well. So oh, wow. how, how, how I love is oh, uh it's a god type of love, right? It's, it's, it's uh it could come off as a bit clingy. If you don't understand, if you're not uh, you know, if you don't have knowledge of self or understand, um it could come off as a bit much, you know what I'm saying? But uh which is kind of why the, the dynamic is kind of you know, with, with me being with a Venus and Sag is like my space nigga you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. but it's like i'm 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 pouring i'm pouring all the love <laughs> right I'm pouring all the love i'm pouring all the love man as, as much as i can and as, i get it sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming but yeah that so, dynamic so generally what would you say the the venus mine is venus and scorpio what what does the venus affect what parts of your like what is the venus oh that's the love that's that's oh, okay. that's how you that's how you show love. That's that's how you uh express your love and relationships or just you know whatever. Oh yeah, so oh, you're a water yeah. sign and your Venus, uh mm -hmm. Phoenix. So let yeah. me get to this other one because I kind of skipped over him and went to Kerry White. I, I didn't see it. Brother King. He says, Man, I love this. I feel 100 percent better with the info being shared. I feel like it's helping me get some understanding. Lone oh. Star, can you touch on my path number eight? And my zodiac is Libra. Oh, you definitely a money nigga, bro. <laughs> you definitely a money. Say Libra's kind of stingy too, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, can't be, be. they be acting like they ain't got it, but them niggas be having it, bro. And then yeah. if 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 they don't have it, they gonna make it look like they have it. <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny, fam. It's kind of yeah. funny, man. Oh, I agree. But every Libra I know got money, bro. Every Libra yeah. nigga I know, yes. money dudes. Yeah. And and uh, you know, a life path number eight, money guys, fifty cent, a life path number eight, post Malone, a life path number mm -hmm. eight. Every every powerful uh uh CEO or any person that, that right. that's like really has a lot of money, bro, they're living in that eight energy. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's why, I like, wow. even if you have a personal year number eight in your life, expect to be getting money. My personal year number eight is next year. I'm about to be there a get go. money nigga next year. There bro. you go. There you oh, go. God, bro. I believe it. I believe that. I believe that. So what? So, what yeah. do you mean? What do you mean personal year number? How do you? What? What are you talking about? Okay, so the personal year number is like, uh, like okay, as a uh, as a collective. This personal year uh, is a six, I believe. So oh. you got, you know, 2022 and all of the, you know, add it all up. It equals okay. to six. You know what I mean? So this is a personal year. number. Well, this is a uh, a universal uh, six uh, year. You know what I'm saying? And then your personal stuff is, is broken down um, throughout your, you know, birthday and whatever the year is and all that stuff like that. So like like me personally i'm in a, a a personal year number seven so it's a lot of isolation it's a lot of spiritual growth going on at this time for me so it's like it's very difficult um like i'm, I'm isolating myself from a lot of my friends and a lot of people probably don't understand but i'm like in this this growth like i'm, I'm in this this period of growth right now 
So yeah. I can run some of y'all numbers and, and see what uh what y'all looking like, man. Uh, yeah, shoot, shoot your numbers in the in the uh well we'll, we'll deal with Phoenix first. But Phoenix, I was gonna say this since he mentioned that, man. This is this is uh, enlightening. So this year is our personal growth number. Oh, really? Oh, six. because of it being six. Yeah, two thousand twenty-two. Oh. Well, well, is that how that goes? Well, I, I well. I don't know how it worked for the 33s, man. Like it uh, probably probably so because y'all are the master number. That's a master number. 33s, right. uh 22s, which is the fours, right. uh master number and uh, 11, you know, the 11, 11 you know what I'm saying, two. which is right. You yeah. know, so this the uh I think y'all's I mean it's the same like sixes I know life path number sixes are about balance, harmony, phalanx family you know what i'm saying uh this that's like what they're really big on so i'm 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 assuming that um you know 33s are the exaltation of that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. this mastery of that let me get my uh let me get my book bro uh put your put your info in the chat brother king he says he wants you to run his uh what what do phoenix first though <clears throat> you want to run yours phoenix sure. yeah What's your birthday? Uh twelve twenty-six seventy-five. All right, so I'm gonna need all right, hold on. I'm gonna need your your name. Uh, it's gonna have to be your government. Or you can give me your first name. First name? Uh-huh. Christy. Christy. K-R-I-S-T-I. K-R-I-S-T-I. Okay. And your birthday is what again? Twelve twenty-six seventy-five. 122675. All right. Let's see. Give me a second. All right. Where you at? All righty. Let's see. Actually, it's saying you are, um, it's saying you, you sure you're 33? Yep. December 26th. Oh, I'm tripping. 75. I'm tripping. That was my fault. Hold up. Okay, 76. 75. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Let's say you six. Uh, right now, oh, you actually in the person of year number eight right now. How's that money coming along for you? <laughs> I don't. I think it's funny that you talked about the Libra and Capricorn being stingy because from the time I was a child and I would get birthday money, I would give all of it away and I would get scolded for it all the time. <laughs> And I did that when I was married too. I get a little bit and I give it away, and my husband would be like, "You stop that!" And I'm like, uh, "But they needed it worse than I did. Yeah, like, we man. don't have anything." I'm, so I so I don't know where that comes from, but that that's, that's always interesting. been like, I just want to give it away. <laughs> I don't that's know. Very, why. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. And so you actually in the uh, you're in the three month this uh, this well right now this month you're in the uh, month number three. But you know, the personal year number eight, it's all about achievement, career recognition, 
uh now's the time to do it so like whatever you got on your mind to do don't waste any time doing it like do it right now you know what i okay. mean just get it done uh it's also a chance to achieve uh this is a chance right now for you to achieve great things like big very big things like something big whatever you got that you 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 plan on achieving like go big or go uh don't do it at all which i'm sure you will because you're a capricorn you're gonna do it <laughs> um you know what i'm saying it's a good time to uh gain oh well it's not good to gain or lose weight you know what i'm saying but well, i mean lose weight obviously is you know it's a good time to lose weight but you can also gain weight during this time um this is also a time for you of very you know many new opportunities um in terms of romance um you know it could be a romance from a long ago that you run into you know what i'm saying this could be a time for marriage or divorce you know what i'm saying during this eight energy and yeah, but uh like i say in that eight energy this is a time for money and success it's a time to be the boss uh or the authority um it's a time for recognition as a result of work you know what i'm saying so set large goals for yourself and, and kill it wow wow yeah i'm working on it yeah so we'll go ahead and do mine while we edit what you got brother <laughs> Uh, Stacy, S T A C Y. Hold on one sec. All right. Six twenty two seventy six. Stacy Booker. Yes. All right. Give me that birthday again. Six twenty two seventy six. Twenty two. Close to my step pops. 76 yes sir all right all righty let me find you all right brother um you're actually in a seven year this year okay yep and you definitely a destiny number three uh 33 six you know what i mean um I could even break down i should have broke down your pit uh pinnacles phoenix but um i could i could break down your pinnacles but on your daily forecast um you know it's uh personally year number seven just as much as me so it's probably a lot of isolation probably a lot of spiritual growth this is the reason why you be just as tapped in on the on the uh power circle just as much as i be i'm trying to yep. absorb <laughs> all this shit, man but it's it's a year okay. of inner growth you know what i mean it's a year of inner discoveries it's a time of reflection and meditation um visualize what you want you know what i mean whatever you got that you you, you know you really seeking uh to you know obtain in your life man hold that visualization of, of what you want even if it's just something spiritual just a, a certain level of spirituality that you're trying to reach mm -hmm. just hold that visualization and, and really meditate on it and, and you know what i'm saying you could really bring that into your life uh all that feeling into your life man um listen to your internal voice man i know you're very intuitive just as much as i'm intuitive yeah if you feel what you you know said right you know trust that trust that man trust your intuition man this year um you know be honest with yourself you know what i'm saying and others you know what i'm saying of course um don't push anything seven years not a time to rush it be patient 
Yes. Be patient, fam, and grow through it. You know, grow through whatever you're growing through. Uh, this is not a year, even though you're happily married, this is not a year for love and romance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because you because you're going within, you know, yeah. you're going within I'm spending time with me. Yes, yes, yeah. man. Yes, man. And um, so you know, in terms of like business, it's a deeper, a deeper awareness of your skills, you mm. know, and it's also you like like I said, you you going within, so you recharging your batteries and yeah. uh making sure that you you know when you step into this eight this year number eight next year you're gonna be fully charged up man and you're gonna get to the bag bro your business is gonna grow and expand so much you know what yeah. i mean so I yeah man <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so like avoid you know this year of as much as you can bro avoid major finance uh financial or domestic changes, you know what I'm saying? Just really just keep it on the man. humble this year, bro. Keep it on the humble. Hey, man, I'm going to tell a personal story. And, and y'all, y'all, if you want to tap in, tap in on this. But I got to be I gotta be transparent with the people, right? Because it's, it's about learning, right, and, and giving. So the other day, so we'll, we'll go back. So me and y'all have been together 11 years. We've got an anniversary coming up on the 21st of this month. <clears throat> So what? Two days, yeah. So, it'll be anniversary coming up. Yeah. Right? So, so for the majority of the time we've been together, she's got a lot of roses, <laughs> diamonds, uh, bracelets, watches, uh, shoes. Man, I'm about so many shoes. I don't even know how many. I mean, man, right? <laughs> so the other day we having a discussion on the patio. I don't know what we're talking about, but she's like. Oh, we're talking about one of her friends and her relationship. She was like, well, uh, I've just gone ahead and accepted and I'm not getting any more roses. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. And I told her, I said, see, I see, see, what I'm trying to do is say, man, forget the, forget the roses. I'm talking about, man, the whole the whole hundred acres you know what I'm saying? yeah man I'm not, I'm not focused on getting you roses this year yeah man. I, i'm not i'm focused man i'm focused on something so much bigger and i had to go within me and and just chill for a moment i said yeah. yes i love giving to you yes i know i know but right now i have to dig deep within me yeah so I can give you more later. Come on, I man. have to do this. Come on, man. This just happened recently, bro. I, I just got to be transparent with the people. Like I'm human, like y'all, man. Uh, <laughs> my marriage go through deep discussions, and just like y'all's, man. You know, I'm not gonna get on here in front. So yeah, it's funny you said what you said because I was like, damn, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. I'm really experiencing that. Real spill, wow, bro. That's bro. seven, man. That's that year number seven. A mug, a, a mug, bro. Like, wow, trust man. me, man. And, it's, and, it's and long star, long star. I'm telling you, bro. I can see it so clearly, man. I can see the harvest so clearly, like it's right there on the cusp. Yeah, yeah, I can man. See it, man. Trust me, I know, bro. That's why I'm trying to <laughs> listen, bro. That's why I'm trying to tell my Capricorn the whole tight, bro. Because look. <laughs> Man, listen, bro. I know I look out of balance. I know I look like I ain't got it figured out. But listen, I know that I know that I know. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm a part of some amazing projects this year that I know is going to change my life in so many ways. I just want her to be patient. Yeah. Just, just, just give me some time, bro. I yeah. get it's it. Coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I can right. see it. But I'm in. I'm. I'm fighting through the seven year. I fought, I sat with her fighting through her seven year. You know what I mean? Now she's in her nine year, and it's it's all about completion. So yeah. she's completing a lot of cycles. I just hope I ain't that cycle. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Right. But yeah, right. man. Yeah, but that's man. your yeah, that's your twin flame. Y'all y'all work it out. Yeah. Man, God willing. God, God willing. So, man, I don't know how much longer you got, man. You know, once you start that, we got two more people in the chat. Say, man, can I'm you... here. I got, okay. I got, I got Kerry. I got Tamarcus too. Okay, go, go ahead and take a stab, brother. When you ready, bit, uh, brother Tamarcus. Um, you know what I'm saying, brothers of Scorpio. I see. Uh, let's see. I just put you in. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, you're destiny number three, so you're life path number three, bro. Very, very uh childlike energy. You make friends very easy, just the same as um um sister Yaya. Um, but this year is uh man, that's interesting. You're in the person of year number six, so this is all about harmony and balance, man. Uh, I don't know if you I know you just said you separated and, and you're single right now. But uh man, this is normally the year where you you know you typically think about marriage, you know what I'm saying? It's a time for love, it's a time for building that found building that foundation or having that foundation already set because the four is about building the foundation. Uh, but having it set, the six is about having that family present. This is the time you need to be around friends, you need to be around uh family and and, and be in the atmosphere of love, bro. So the six is all about uh it's all about creativity it's about love home responsibility man just being harmonious this is probably the most this probably be the year you'll be in in harmony with yourself and others um it's about uh you know taking joy in helping others you know what i'm saying uh really just stepping outside of yourself and uh and, and really just uh you know expressing how you feel on the inside that balance and harmony that you feel on the inside expressing it and showing it to others uh it's not a time for buying cheap clothes man so get fresh brother <laughs> you know what I'm saying? get fresh if you can um um in terms of like love like i say man it's a time for love it's a time for marriage could be divorce you know what i'm saying because if it ain't no harmony in it no balance in it it, it gotta go you know what i'm saying um but it's a time to make better relationships overall so focus on home focus on your home and your personal relationships and make sure that everything is harmonious and balanced you know what i'm saying and really that's the the what this year is all about the oh the, the collective overall it's about um harmony and balance this is the reason why people is getting out and, and being around people man uh obviously uh coronavirus forgot all the fuck about you know what yeah. i'm saying so now it's, everybody is out and they're enjoying themselves and you know i just went to dreamville fest so i'm a, in, in a a crowd amongst a bunch of people and we're all enjoying ourselves that's harmony and balance yeah. and uh everybody is in that space and in that energy man and it's like i say it's mighty funny how those energies of the of the year the per, um like the years the universal year numbers work man because like even when um when when uh the pandemic happened we was in a year four 
And it's mighty funny how in 2020, this was the rebuilding of whatever the fuck is going to come come for the the new uh, come for the future. So the four energy is all about building. It's all mm-hmm. about structure. You know what I mean? Like this is like that's why a lot of life path number fours are like very you know you know they're 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 into that they're into building man they're in the structure they're in the togetherness of of uh you know or organization you know what i'm saying stuff like that so that was interesting that uh in the during the pandemic man when everything was uh, about rebuilding you know what i'm saying or you'll see a lot of business or whatever was going on in the universe it was rebuilding into whatever this is yeah. and uh the five energy was it's kind of free flowing and and you know what i'm saying is is getting back into it but now that it's into the harmony the harmony is here you know what i mean so yeah man wow man that's man what you think uh king brother king so we got carrie white okay Let me see. Okay. I got you, Carrie. Uh, okay, Carrie White. Okay. Libra. September. Nineteen ninety two. All right. Okay. So your life have number two. A very nurturing person. Very kind person, I'm assuming. Uh this is the motherly energy. Uh in terms of your your personal year number. Uh no problem, fam. No fi- no problem. Um uh, but in terms of you, Carrie, uh, you're in the person of year number five. So this is probably uh, <laughs> it's probably the most fun time in your life because, you know, five is like I say, it's outside of that structure. So like it's more free flowing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about fun. It's about movement. It's about freedom, uh, changing shit at the drop of a dime. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, new opportunities may arise for you in this year number five. Um, you can also get a second chance in, in you know, in certain stuff that you, you know, you felt like, you know, you should have got a second chance in. Uh, you can get a second chance in that, you know, to redo some certain things over. Uh, it's also a time for mental and physical alertness. I mean, uh, mental and physical, your mental and physical alertness will be on point uh, during this time um developing talents uh what things do you want to do uh, uh the, the stuff that you're into that that you can tap into and, and and develop it you know what i'm saying during this time that'll be fun for you to grow into um during the uh, year number five uh it's definitely in terms of uh sleeping uh you know you could probably have problems with insomnia in your year number five so i don't know if you're having problems with sleeping right now i remember in my year number five i definitely couldn't get a lot of sleep man i maybe get like three hours of sleep you know i was just 
you know, all over the place, man. Um, but yeah, during year number five, be very careful in love because it's a increased sexual attraction. You know what I'm wow. saying? Especially during this fun time because shit, you just out there having fun, man. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's drop, that five. That's drop that five. up. Yeah, that's that five energy, you know. Um, but in business, it's also a time for making great changes. Uh, it's easy for you to sell ideas during this time in the five energy. Uh, so, you know, if you got any projects that you, you're working on and, and, you know, you want to put it out on the market and sell it, uh, make sure that you, you do that. You know what I'm saying? Finish what you start and, uh, and, and watch it grow. Wow. Wow, it's powerful, brother. Mm -hmm. You should feel really good, Karen. It's a good year for you. Okay. Big facts. Big facts. Year number five is good. Very good. Wow, wow, brother. But man, long star, brother. I did not expect this, <laughs> but this was a, a joyful, pleasant surprise, brother. Uh, I had no idea you 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 were gifted and passionate about that, man. Uh, yeah, man. I guess we really don't we don't talk about that in, in the power circle. So yeah. I'm glad you tapped in, man. I learned something about you. Yeah, man. I I, I really don't be wanna uh <laughs> I, really I understand. Be, I, I really understand. don't want to tap into that side, but uh yeah, because you you know you don't want people to kind of uh look at you, you know, yeah. because not everybody is into that. I remember I didn't gave a lot of people readings, man, and they I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, nigga. Right. Like, goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah. not everybody take take to that, man. Yeah, and I, I and I feel you because uh, just being a protective cancer, I told Yaya to to not post anything about the zodiacs <laughs> on Facebook. That's it, yeah, Facebook. Eh, that ain't for that. IG mm -hmm. cool, uh, TikTok cool, but Facebook. Hey man, I don't want nobody attacking my wife, man. I try to find your IP address, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, so to avoid that, just leave Facebook alone when it comes to that. Don't. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't don't do it because I know how people are. Yeah, so, it's a lot of Bible thumping on uh right. on Facebook, bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, let's just avoid that, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I appreciate you, brother. I, I really man, do, no man. Doubt. No I doubt, really man. Do. Man, we're going to close out. Actually, that, that's all we had. Uh, the last thing, since we're all here, um, the last topic was remembering why we're here, but we covered that. We already covered that. And so I just want to leave with some words, and I want you two to leave with some words, too. So I'll go first. Um, everybody, all the tools are out here for you to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, uh, the books, our ancestors left, uh, our inner compass, what the brother Lone Star just shared, the zodiac, the cosmos, the uh, uh, constellations, is to guide you to make this journey pleasurable, fun, and you will have some disappointments. You will run into some roadblocks. It's okay. It's okay. It's part of the process. That's all I got. What you got, Lone Star? And we're going to end it with Phoenix. What you got, brother? Uh, man, um, all I can really say, man, is just make sure that y'all living in y'all authentic, you know, power, standing in y'all authentic power. You know, be true to your authentic selves, man. 
trust yourselves um love on yourselves man uh always tap into that self-care man and 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 uh you know trust you know know thyself man know thyself um but yeah man that's that's it man and, and if y'all want to like really like dive in on onto that uh that knowledge man like i say um this is one of the books that i i really love man i tapped into shout out to uh lloyd straight lloyd strayhorn uh that's where i really got into numerology and understanding astrology and all of that stuff from him and, and king simon man and uh i really just delved down the path of, of just understanding it man but yeah man uh in the words of uh russell simmons man thank everybody for coming out god bless you good night <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah follow lone star on ig and youtube and his brother's talented man he's really talented we're gonna hook up uh, he's in my hometown, and uh, so we're going to hook up. For sure, bro. Lead us out. Lead us out, Phoenix. Well, I've really, I've enjoyed it a lot. I've learned a lot tonight, but I would just say again, like what we were talking about earlier, um, you know, as you're going through these things, try to release the blockages within you. Try to release the resistance and just let it flow, you know, um, like what Lone Star said, you know, we've got all these different years, these different things and of course we're going to hit we're going to hit blocks if they're still in us which we we all have blocks we're always going to have them and it's like you can you know you can have something that you're trying to get to a goal and you're coming up against this block but you just have to kind of you know try to to lay all your preconceived ideas down and just kind of let it flow that's that's all i have to say that's kind of you know what i've experienced and i still have to keep learning that i know that yes be water be like water bruce lee Hey, as always, love, peace. Peace.